Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of There Will Be Dungeons, a D&D show. Whether you're watching live or listening at home, we're happy to have you here. My name is Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz, John Jagger, Kristen Ashton, Ferguson, and Kyle Ferguson. And little Ferguson. It's okay to say it's a boy, right? We all know now? It's a boy? Yeah, the cat's out of the bag. Okay. I guess I probably should have said, can we say the gender? Instead, I yelled, we all know it's a boy now, right? That's okay, right? (laughs) Well, now it's okay. Okay. Uh, We're super sad that we weren't here last weekend, but uh, multiples of us had a bunch of stuff going on, and uh, now we're back. We're back at it. I am happy to report from a big Frog Pants meetup in Vegas. Many, many people walked up to me and said, I love There Will Be Dungeons. Please never stop making that show. You guys are awesome. So thank you to all of them for that. A reminder that if you also love this show, you can head on over to frogpants.com slash store or to therewillbedungeons.com. It doesn't matter. You'll find it either way. And in there, you'll find a little uh, post called There Will Be Dungeons, Patron of Dungeons or Pod. You want to become a pod person? You can. And it starts as low as two bucks a month, and there's a bunch of levels, and you can get cool stuff like high-quality collectible TWBD membership art cards with art from me and community artists shipped to your door. And by the way, it's in the shape of a D20. Boom! That's a That was a tricky thing we had to pull off there, but we got them all cut that way, and they're super high-quality. You're going to want to collect them all. You get digital art. You get digital stuff from Bo and all kinds of DM stuff, which is probably my favorite thing. Uh, and you can hop in our Discord and be a part of that as well. Uh, So go check it out. Also, we're giving away free, free comic book day prints today, which is unrelated to this. But now you have no excuse. Go get yourself some free prints with zero strings attached. And while you're there, think about subbing to the patron of dungeons. Uh, So go do that. Also, Bo's drinking tea today. Bo, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, Well, it's a repeat. I really like Diane Talis's Archfave Carnage. So you're doing it again. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to be drinking it again. And we all know what it tastes like. So that's what I'm having. I want people to write in and tell us what they're what they're having when they listen to the show. Here's me pouring it awkwardly. Yeah, I'm the clumsy one. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Oh. I haven't spilled it. This is over my keyboard though, so I could technically ruin my keyboard. That is so satisfying to watch. Yeah. My key, my escape key is still broken from or still mushy from the Dr Pepper I spilled in it. So I feel your pain. Good luck. Don't spill. That's the, that's the lesson we learned here, folks. Anyway, we're going to jump right to it. And you can get that tea, by the way, at the site as well. There will be dungeons.com, thanks to Phoenix Pearl Tea. All right. I think that's everything. Oh, quick email. We like to read emails. How about a quick one? Here's a quick one. Sorry, I have to get to the right tab. Uh, this is from Todd Olgus, and he sent this via the website at there will be dungeons.com. He's from Houston, Texas, and he says to the entire TWBD gang, Holy cow, what an amazing adventure that has been crafted, and the character portrayals are so engaging and make me laugh out loud at times. I am late to the game and working my way through all the episodes towards the current ones, and I wanted to write in about some of the events surrounding episodes 37 through 39. This will be interesting because I'm sure none of us remember what the hell we did on those episodes. When Hope was wounded by the rocket launcher, all low those many days ago, and barely survived, The episode where her arm and leg were being sawed off had me on the edge of my seat, and I found myself identifying with the show in a very unexpected way. A bit of two years ago, I was involved in a falling accident from a ladder that resulted in my leg being in the same shape as Hope after the rocket blast. My leg was shattered, and after trying to rehab it for several months with pins and screws, infection set in, and the leg had to be removed. While the details of how prosthetics work were a little sketchy on the show, I now identify with Hope in a very special way that only amputees can actually know. 
Thank you for the show and sharing all your creativity. I love all things Frog Pants, and I've loved going through uh, life listening to great shows that I not, that not only entertain, but feel like family sharing their day around a table. Keep up the great work, and I can't wait to see what lies ahead for our adventurers. One more note, he says. I absolutely love each and every member of the groups for the unique gifts and talents that they bring. The synergy of the group is how you guys inter- and how you guys interact really brings this world to life. Uh, thanks, Todd. Well, Todd, that's one of the nicest and harrowing and then nicest emails we've ever gotten. So thank you for sending that, and I feel really bad about your leg, man. But we're entertaining him, so that's good, right? We're entertaining people who need entertainment. So we'll keep doing that for you, and thanks for your email. You can send your it emails. Always, feel, always feels good. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. But no, always go feels ahead. good when you relate and identify to the things you're seeing mm-hmm. uh, or hearing in the adventure. I, I completely know. agree. I related. I related to Thor's ice cream quite a bit. <laughs> I relate <laughs> to. That, I relate to that Thor. Moved me. Yeah, it moved me quite a bit. There's a few ways I relate to Thor at the moment, without spoiling anything, and I yeah. need to change those things. Anyway, uh, that's gonna do it for that. Let's now move on and pass the torch as it were to uh, Kristen who will now fill us in on what happened last time on There Will Be Dungeons. Last time on There Will Be Dungeons rocks rained, boulders blasted buildings. As Hope hurried to the keep to claim a call from Nobieri, Burrell, Stanley and Nash took to transport town folk to tougher turf, the sewers. Nash dove down magically maiming manholes to prepare portals for the people to plunge. Sadly, sporadic stones squashed sad souls Despite desperate darings, death dealt direfully. Contained in the keep, Hope held, hearing that even her high huddle harried to hone in on the headspring of the hurt, but he did determine how to deduce it. Now all assembled at the keep, down to Nobieri's dark dungeons they delved, the cognizant corpse of 42 Carnage calling them to come in. They were to run a ritual. Hope was to speak to spirits as Nash, Stanley, and Vorel stopped, summoned spooks. Hope beheld a barren breadth, and tieflings of times past, each posing a ponderance. All answers saw spirits, some harmful, some helpful, seek out the rest. The phantasm of George frightened fearless Pharrell furiously, forcing him to fossilize. Hope vaunted her value, and quizquaz came with cutting quips. It was a downed dead dragon doling out the damage. A weird trial twixt Kotobal Praeth and Andriasta was tempting tempers. Dolopopia was assigned an assassin by Andriasta, and the principal? A lich. Quizquaz even dared a deal to discontinue the decreed weird doings, but Hope, done with demonic dealings, returned to her realm, shocked at the sudden seniority of Varel. Stanley took to Tidebearer Eminil, praying for a power to purge the lizardman's pruny plight. Her healing helped hone Varel's health, but before she could break away, Nobieri let slip the deal with the demon. Stanley staunchly stood, convincing her to concede to bygone blunders until Nobieri necked her with his cognizant corpses. Now rejoin our heroes as they deal with the damage done by Delirium. Will they keep everyone alive? Will the demon deal get out? And will Stanley ever find a relationship that doesn't end in tragedy? Stay tuned for today's adventure in the wide world of The Wastes. That was freaking epic. Well done. Oh my gosh. All right, Bo. Cheers now. So we pick up where we left off last week. The four of you, Stanley Hope, Nash, and Vorel, uh, find yourselves in Nobieri's ritual room, a large glowing 
tr- triangle and circle etched into the floor right underneath where Hope is standing. Riddle is leaning against the the altar, tired from the ritual that he had just performed in the room. But the thing that captured everyone's attention the most was a small little voice coming from Nobieri saying, Do it! As he commanded his zombie thralls to attack Imanil Fekald, who had just recently learned a great secret of the heroes and of Tietkala, the demon kind had found purchase with its leadership. She backed away towards the door, and as Riddle uttered those words, 47 Carnage, the zombie version, emerged into the doorway and moved to bite her on the neck as Teresa, the other zombie thrall, approached from the front. Now last week, both Kristen and John cried out, and I had described the teeth the sinking of teeth into the neck of Eminel. However, this was a premonition of what was just about to happen, and Stanley and Kristen get a chance to react if they so choose, but the teeth are moving towards the neck. Uh, They're about to bite down. The Hope yeah. called Nobieri, don't do it. Tell them to drag her in here. Varel, shut the door. We need to all talk about this. Okay, okay. I, what's your intent, I have, uh, I have said, immediately thrown the sword, said parlay, and sent it flying at the nearest zombie full force at the head. The, the, sorry, the zombie nearest to you or to... Uh, I would say, you know, if you describe it as a premonition, 47 is perceived as the uh, bigger it's a, threat. It's not a premonition of magic nature. It's just your ability to perceive what's happening. So let me just check distance here. Yeah, it would go towards uh, 47 Carnage. Okay, make your attack roll. Right, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Okay, it hits. Uh, that's seven points of damage. Okay, and where do you stab it? Uh, right in the head. Okay, so the sword, you're, 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 as Hope yells for um, Nobieri to stop and command him to, to move away. And you told Varel to do something, Hope, sorry? To get her in the room and shut the door with the intention okay. of keeping us all in this room together. Perfect. So Varel, you've heard that. Um, we made you young again, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I am youthful laying on the ground beneath <laughs> the proceedings. Sunlight sparkling. <laughs> okay, um, so now, uh, your rapier- I would your... say, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say that I don't know if I have enough time to also move if this is a full round of actions or just throw it, but I would be running towards her as well. Okay, so you're running You're running in that direction. Yeah. As you run, the sword enters into the head of 47 Carnage, stabbing it. But it does not stop him, does not kill him. He doesn't flinch in pain, being undead. He moves down, and he makes a bite on her neck. With this guy here. 47, what? Is it labeled 47 Carnage on, on your map? I don't see it labeled. Yeah, that's it. It should have a name underneath. I don't know if it's showing up on yours. Yeah, I don't have I don't have names on mine. I had a name under me, but no no other characters. 
I don't know why. Oh. I don't uh, know if I ever. Nameplate. I don't know if it I might ever be a have. settings thing because I have. Is it, anyone else see his name underneath the token? Uh, no. No. Then it's not you. It must be a setting, maybe for me, or for oh, each player individual. permissions. Here we go. Uh, you should be able to see it now. Oh yeah, there you yes. go. There we go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Oh, weird. It's weird that I have to do that in this program. Should you have to do that for every character. Probably. Oh yeah, that's lame. Well, it's an additional thing for your player characters. It doesn't work that way. But anyways. All right. So was I able to do a full round of movement, or was it just uh, just time for the sword at this point? Uh, you're in the process of. This is not combat uh, timing. Okay. So you are running towards, and you shot diplomacy out. One fell swoop. Sword hits the head. Um, he, the zombie, it now has moved down to bite her neck, and I did roll a hit. I'm just trying to figure out what the damage is. Sorry. Um, I have a big bowl of dice and I can't find which dice I want. So long. Right. Okay. So it, it <laughs> it's my favorite Western movie. Yeah. Look at look at look at this chat. Right? See this big bowl of dice. Oh right they need to reduce. Oh my gosh, Bo. Here, hold that up again for the for the people. I didn't show it. Show that again. Oh my lord. Maybe this isn't a good way to organize it. And like the D6s are right there. I can see them as plain as day now, but I was like Well that's that's just part of an, this nutritious breakfast. So well done. You've got the right bowl. I, I'm really tempted to pour milk into this bowl. You actually. should. Let's make it commercial. I love it. I love it. Uh all right, so she takes some damage, the bite goes in, Teresa moves towards the towards her as well. Uh, but doesn't you know, fails to to bite or hit uh, it's just moving towards okay and now so we can choose to enter combat or we can choose to continue doing things as is if people want to tell me what their intent is the four of you uh seeing the bite i am absolutely in combat okay combat begins for anyone else anyone else have anything they would like to do sure i'll help out i mean so we're all We'll do combat turns. Though. Yeah, we should okay. do combat. I mean, if it's happening, it's happening. Teresa's right freaking there. There it is. Okay. Freaking All right, uh, Varel, roll your advantage die, please. All right. The same as my normal. Okay. Uh, perfect. So, Hope, it is your turn first. Now, you've told Riddle... Have you commanded Riddle to do anything? Yeah, I told him to call them off. Okay. The zombies. Sure thing. Um, so he looks at you immediately, um, but since, well, okay, he would have a reaction before we begin combat. Um, he moves his hand into sort of a fist, and the zombies then stand motionless. Cool. And then he slumps back down. Eminel backs up. She grabs, gri gripping her neck. She goes, ah, stay away from me. Let me go. Oh, if she's, uh, I was instructed by the queen to not let her go. So, as a reaction, could I grab her wrist or uh, ankle? If she's leaving the space next to me, I'm <laughs> on the ground. I mean, you can get up and move, or did you crawl? No, no, I was, I was laying down and receiving sweet water, soothing youthfulness. So I'm <laughs> okay. still on the ground. All right, she, but, all right. So she's still five feet away from me. I don't think you have the reach to, to grab her ankle. She's not adjacent to you. On the oh, okay, cool. She did back up before. Gotcha. Yeah, she was backing up during the whole exchange last week as the realization was dawning upon her. So she is moving away. Um, does anyone want to do anything? I mean, 
Teresa's like right there. When you say moving away, where? So Teresa and 47 Carnage have stopped moving. Okay, they're Riddle just has, holding has still. made a motion with his hand, and the zombies have now remained motionless. But she has a bite on her neck, and it's bleeding, and she's clutching it with one of her hands. I would immediately fire out a healing word, at the very least, at her. Okay. Which I will do as soon as I can find where it is on spell sheet. Alright, so that is five points uh, health back to her. Okay, so uh, I mean, what do you say? What's your healing word? Uh, I would just I would just be running forward and in this case again, still moving towards her um, because they may have stopped, but I am not, so I would get in a defensive position um is, but is it like you blow a kiss? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not in this moment. Maybe in more casual healing moments. What, what, um, what, are, what are we seeing? What are we seeing when the healing word comes out? What are we imagining? Uh, Stanley's eyes just flare the uh, the neon pink that it usually does, um, and it it forms like a warm glow in his hand, and then with just a whisper, it flies out and just as drawn to the wound as it passes okay. by. So as she clutches as she clutches her, her her neck, it appears as though the blood dries and dissipates for the most part, leaving nothing but a little bit of a stain, and then she feels around and feels that it's it's gone. And then she looks at you and stops. And I guess you approach her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would just immediately take up kind of a defensive stance and say we need to get out of here right now and I would reach out well I guess I'm not in position but if I could slip by to get between them I would grab diplomacy out of 47 Carnage's head I'm assuming it's still there sure yeah you can go ahead and grab it make a strength check I like strength checks because I don't have any, so it's whatever I roll. Uh, it's an eight. <laughs> okay. So you just pull, pull it out of his head, and then the big hole sort of in the head drips this black ooze between his eyes and down his nose and face. And he goes, boom. And I just whisper to her, stop moving away. Okay. She begins backing up into the hall. And I would just follow, keeping everybody to the front. I can't get through this door, actually. So I'll just say, I'm doing it. My character won't move past this point. Okay, you move into the uh, hallway and take a safe so, position in the hallway. Yeah, and I'm just keeping myself between them and, uh, and her. And as I look back at the zombies and my friends, I'm going to just say, we need to take a close examination of what side of these sorts of conflicts we're on. I'm going to get her out of here. And Hope, you need to decide if your title is Queen or Acrimonicar. You hear Riddle just... say, she cannot leave here yet. You can try and stop me. Hope She's going. She, she can't. Hope she can't. She cannot leave here. Yes, not without. It, 
You need to leave her here for now with me. We can't do that. Friends? But we do need to speak with her. We can't just let this go. We can't let everyone find out. What is going on? Why is there such confusion? I understand the Youth Mancer and the Death Mancer don't see eye to eye. They are opposites. But we are a tribe. Why are you shameful of your current masters? Are you saying this to Riddle? I'm saying this to, to all my, my companions. Okay. I mean, do you see what they just did, Varel? The very person who just helped you, they're threatening to kill simply because of a secret that should have been told anyway. We shouldn't be hiding this. It's only going to backfire, and this is exactly why. No, do not... Oh, we cannot afford to tell our people about the existence of the weir. And we had them ready. She was gonna cooperate until you had them attack her. I've been entrusted with a great deal of my own... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Self-management. All that I do, I do in service of the queen and of the kingdom. The secrets that we have here, it is important that we do not tell them to others. Weren't your entire people in the weir? They did not know where they were. Oh. So what? where do they think they were? To them, no time passed at all. They knew that they were in a place of great protection. I told them Matemaru provided this, when in fact I contracted with Ketobelpraith, same as most of us here. Except mine did not involve my soul, but yes, yeah, my damnation is assured for the lives I've taken to pay this price. It's a sacrifice I've been willing to make, but most tieflings do not understand the burden of leadership. I wonder if taking a chance on this Fickeld will prove to be our undoing. The Fickeld believe in fairies and goodness and water. It has brought us great benefit, but they are not discreet. Your Majesty. It's the same side. It's two different sides to the same coin, Noviere. You're the darkness, she's the light. It's. We need a balance here. And maybe she can provide some sort of counsel if she stays quiet about it until we can figure out a way. And she'll hope we'll look up at Stanley very sadly to. Say to tell everyone about it. Because Stanley's right, we can't keep this quiet forever. But we need a plan before we just rush into it blindly. I think everyone finding out now, right after this attack, would tear everyone apart. Even now the demons attack us. Our lives would be forfeit and we would be exiled if they knew that the reason 
that we're being attacked has to do with the very fact of our demonic. Uh, but everyone here has been in the demon realm. No one's no one's clean of it. They just don't know that yet. I am inclined to agree with Hope, and I would like to hear Emmanuel's thoughts on the matter, but I think she would have been more amenable had you not sicked your damned pets on her. You feel a hand on your shoulder, uh, Stanley, and she says, It's alright, I understand. It makes sense that our secret's too dangerous for common folk to know. I would only ask that I understand why this is the only way. She looks at you, Hope, as she asks that question. Why do we need the weird kind? We don't. We're trying to find a way to break it. You have to understand, where I grew up, I didn't know anything about any of this. None of us knew. We found ourselves in an impossible situation. We were at the end of our rope, so to speak. We were desperate. And we agreed to something that we're regretful of now. At least most of us I don't understand you say that we are in danger from a new demon and that old demons have come to negotiate with us on their behalf if you remember last week Quizquaz made you an offer Hope mm-hmm she doesn't say that, though, but her understanding seems to be that's what she got from the conversation that she wasn't supposed to overhear. The history of it, in short, and we can definitely go over the details at another time, is that when we first started traveling together, we wound up in the weir. It was not a place we actually intended to go, but... We were there nonetheless, and we met Katobal Praith. Three of us took a deal to give us power and, at the time, what I felt was most important, a way out of our current situation, with the promise that we would put an end to the principle. That was the deal we made, and as such, Katobal Praith probably looks at our group quite favorably. However, in the taking of this city, we also angered Andriesta. And now we find ourselves with one weird lord in our corner, one weird lord against us, and us just caught in the middle. And the look of her eyebrows go up as you can see her brain working. She says, In court today, Hope, uh, Orifi, most people don't call you Hope, that are your citizens. Um, my queen, did the short man whom t- whose tongue you cut out, he said the principal is coming here. Yes. You invited him here in three days. Yes. So, 
So you kill him, and then... And then we can put everything behind us, it sounds like. Except for... This new demon, Andriesta. It's not as simple as that. I, um, I didn't have a chance to tell you all this, but apparently he's a lich, the principal. So it might not be as simple as killing him, but also apparently when we kill him, the demons will have a greater power here in our plane. What is, what is a lich? It's she looks. Uh, she looks to Noviary. Noviary looks. He's like, I've not heard this before. I do not know what the lich is. Uh, I take out the book. Is there any lore about a lich in that? Uh, there is. Hey. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna pull out the book and turn to it, and I have this. It offers a little insight. And then I read from it for everybody's benefit. Okay. So the information in there is very generic uh, in terms of what you might, as people know, like as players know, is what a lich is. So you gain that information. It's an undead, someone that's a wielder of magic, someone who uh, protects their soul, not in their body, but in something known as a phylactery. And is able to rematerialize after being killed or defeated, presumably, so long as it's phylactery. Do we know that we can destroy the soul if we got to the phylactery? Yeah, it okay. does describe that. All right. So whatever you know about a lich as a player, you know, is, is what information is in the book. So... If he did come to court, we were to fight him and kill him, assuming he's not already so powerfully takes out the rest of us, wouldn't do very much good. He'd just come right back. So it's Which a tough a situation. <laughs> This is well and good, but you remember, um, <clears throat> Queen Orifi, the reason we came down here was to find out what happened to cause the great disturbance in the atmosphere and the explosion. There's a dragon. Apparently it's dead now. A valuable find. If true. You Did must you get the name of this dragon? No. You, you must go and investigate this, Hope. I have no doubt it's related to the assassination attempt that occurred earlier today. Seems the to two be. Can, the two cannot be coincidental. Leave Emmanuel here with me. I will bring her up to speed and have her join in our conspiracy and impress upon her the importance of secrecy. Only if you swear no magic. Uh, to talk, she is part of the council now. I serve you, my queen. And he bows before you. It is understood. I look back at Emmanuel. Is this all wrapped? See, 
Yes. I will learn what needs to be learned. I will serve my queen. And Riddle, if I hear any story that displeases me, I don't care who you serve directly. I will end you in such a way that being locked in a book for thousands of years seems like a vacation. <laughs> he doesn't appear to be moved or impressed by your bra uh, bravado. He doesn't have to. <laughs> All right. Well, this uh, this meeting is well and good, but up there is complete chaos. I think we need to see to that before we can even set off. We should do that maybe in the morning. Yes. No, you need to go now. Surely um, there will be others who see this and will rush. We've already wasted enough time talking about it. You should go right away. The cover of night will grant you the ability to um, see if anything is amiss before being seen yourselves. I agree. We should go now. In glorious parade. I go where the queen tells us. <laughs> Alright. We'll go. Very well. And so you exit uh, the area, returning back through the crypts, um, uh, leaving Riddle with Eminel. And the party makes its way back through the crypts, up to the main castle. Before we leave the keep, uh, Hope's going to go put on her new armor and equip her guns and everything. Okay, so there's a side detour. People to put on their equipment. Does anyone else have any places they need to go before they can depart? I mean, I'd love a heal from from uh, someone. <laughs> I'm not dying or anything. I just, if we're going to venture out, it might be nice to top off a little. All right. Uh, let's see what I got. <laughs> we also probably have some royal infirmary workers who can find you. It's, uh, it's getting a little limited on what I can do, but let me see. I think I have a cure wound, so... I don't see it on here, but I think I do. So, yeah, I'm going to do Cure Wounds on you. Okay. What does that uh, give me? That is four hit points. Four. Congratulations. <laughs> well, it's better than... Now I'm only down by 12. That's good. That's all right. I'm good. All right. So, how are we traversing to the... I mean, you know, you guys make your way up to the top of the castle, uh, up towards the front area where the front foyer is. You see that there are still lots of tieflings who have taken shelter inside the castle. The place is quite active, with people huddled with cloaks being served soups. It's still maybe around 11 or midnight-ish. The castle's abuzz with activity. Yeah, there's probably some cars or trucks in the... Uh... Uh, the royal truckery. <laughs> <laughs> We've 
got to come up with a better name for that place. <laughs> I'm, I, I've been busy. <laughs> I don't like it. I like it too. <laughs> the Royal Truckery. <laughs> <laughs> I have we... everything I need. I can meet you there if we're when we're ready to go. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm I'm ready whenever everyone is. So I'll start walking that way. Okay, so you head towards the Royal Truckery. Do you know what kind of truck you're going to be taking or vehicle? Remember, the Fate 4 is still intact. Hope. Yeah. Varel? There's a room full of people here. Yes. And the Queen will leave without word? They need peace more than excitement. It'll fill their hearts with joy and courage. Yeah, but Varel, when the Queen's gone, maybe they get up to some bullshittery. If they should cry, the queen should cry even harder. If they should laugh, the queen should laugh twice as hard. This is the way of things, as I know it. Right. Fine, Varel. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, clearly, it's very uncomfortable with this prospect, but... Friends, friends, behind her, and I'll alight my shield and stand strong. <laughs> Hope tries not to look back. She said, uh, people, please... Take peace this night. You are safe within the walls. All of us, the saviors of Tietkala, we go forth to find out what happened and offer greater protection for the future. And everyone sort of looks and, and says, they nod, they look scared, but they don't, they do look bolstered. Uh, make a performance roll, please. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. So, you know, they don't uh, applause. There's no huzzah. There's no cheer. But, you know, you see your eyes as you look upon the people sitting and moving and they turn to look at you are warmed by your words. And you see friendly eyes, friendly faces, and not ones of anger. Cool. Hope, or hope will smile at her people and then stiffly turn around and start trying to regally walk out of the room. <laughs> I picture this. <laughs> little robot walk. Yeah. All right. So you make your way out of the room and you know leave the people to it. Um, one of the things that you do uh, see through windows and through openings is that the atmosphere outside has, has cleared up significantly. There are no more rocks or sounds uh, to be heard as you make your way to the main floor. Looks like it's gotten clearer out. Cool. That looks like it'll be an easier drive. Are we having the queen the queen's driving, I take it? Unless one of you wanted to. You're the only one with skills. I just think it's ironic that we now have royalty behind the wheel. I mean, I've practiced twice. It wasn't very good. It was very bad. <laughs> well, for you, mostly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have sore memories of that day. <laughs> Back when things were simpler. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wasn't a it's dragon. Funny, they uh, yeah. didn't exactly feel simple at the time, but I think I'm inclined to agree. So we should load up and go. I think so, if everyone's ready. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm waiting for, is to hear details about, you know, what vehicle you'll be taking. Oh. Anything else that you might want to be doing. I want hey. a monster truck. Okay. So, I mean, Fate 4 is available. Is that still a thing or no? Oh, like, no. We need to get out there fast and hard. Would the okay. would the Fate 4, or sorry, would the monster truck have amenities or abilities or stuff, features that, that we don't have in the Fate 4? Or is it the opposite of the Fate 4? I mean, it'd probably features? just be a four seats. Okay. On a monster truck, there'd probably be a cab in the back. The wheels these, be these vehicles huge. have been recently repaired after being destroyed, so there aren't any fancy, you know, Gatling guns or anything like that mounted on any of these vehicles. They're pretty much functional. Can and we? I think can, we, we put the fleet in the in the notes. There's some motorbikes, I think, too, and stuff like that. One sec. Can we fit a uh, uh, Varel in there? Or you have to sit in the yeah, back. Sure, certainly, yeah, certainly. You can sit in the back if it's a truck with a bed. Yeah, just out there, just standing like a badass, like Professor Hulk driving back to Sweden or whatever the hell they went. It's not a spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite visuals. That thing. But yeah, like if he fits some, if he's, I'm, I'm all for monster truck because it just sounds like we could have some fun with this. And if we wreck it, big deal. The Fate Four is still ours. Exactly. Plus, there's no bathroom for boyish companions to hide in. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my Good gosh. logic. Good yes, logic. I like it. Best logic. Where is, where's um the little masturbator guy, uh, Bok Bok? Where is he? He's making muffins. Oh. Oh yeah, and he's it, protecting Angelashi. Right. Right. Forgot. Did Nash want to go check on her before he <laughs> And he never saw her again. That was the end of that. Bok Bok had Blowy for the rest of the week. Um, I'm going to assume she's fine, by the way, to just to answer that before we have to get into it. She okay. can hold her own. She could turn him into a plant penis if she had to, because I know it. I've seen it. Just turn the entire Bok Bok visage into a plant wiener. <laughs> so we're all prepared then. Nobody needs to say goodbye to anybody. No. Wasn't Bo, look, Bo were you looking something up? I was just looking up the, some vehicles. Oh, uh, okay. I guess you guys were choosing the Fate 4 wasn't an option this time around. I made an assumption, but I was looking at the... Uh, just looking at, I think I noted somewhere that there was a fleet... And what the fleet was comprised of? Nash answered Stanley by saying, uh, No, she'll be fine. She can hold her own. But if I find out that little shit does anything to her, he'll he'll answer to me. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't necessarily worried about her, Nash. It was more just, hey, maybe she wonders where you might be. Nobody knows. It's <laughs> actually a fair point. So there's 15 motorcycles, 24 interceptors. Those are cars, uh, like sedan, four-door, two-door car. Like, <laughs> think of them as cars. I don't know what the term is. Not trucks. Okay. Um, battle buses, at, four battle buses and two uh, 
war rigs. And the war rigs being like large tractor trailer style vehicles, the battle buses being uh, either, you know, SUVs, pickups. That's okay. Thing. Let's do the fastest looking interceptor. Wait, we've got four hexagons we have to cross. How many days travel are we? That's uh, 30 miles a hexagon. So oh, okay. that means uh, it'll take one hour on open plane to do two. Um, there has been some fixing to that map. Um, however, uh, you are aware that the direction you're headed again is dunes, which would be difficult terrain for a vehicle to cross. So that'll oh. actually uh, lower your speed by half. So the estimated uh, location of the, excuse me, impact site might put you at one, two, three, four, five, five hours out. All right. I'm going to send. I'm going to send word. Uh, is there anybody around us I can send word back to her? I don't. I don't want to delay us by having to go visit and saying, "Hey, I'm going to be gone with these guys for a while." I'll just send a note, a letter. I mean, you're coming back. You said the principal was going to be coming back. Uh, is going to be visiting in a few days. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, just... maybe some context is missing here. It's just uh, Nobieri was recommending you go out and investigate the impact site. There's right. a dragon there. You're going to see what's up. Right. You're not departing on adventure like you're never coming back. It's a quick, it's a five-hour drive to investigate what's going on and a five-hour drive back. Um, well, that's like uh, me going to Vegas and not telling Kim I left. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, Scott's she, suddenly but, feeling very self. So last yeah. week when you departed, <laughs> she, assu- she assumed you were going to be going somewhere and working on something, and just said, "Come back safely." Like, okay. You had that All right. Fair enough. I don't need to tell her then. I'm down with okay. that. John just got me thinking. I'm good now. Alright. <laughs> well, I want the fastest looking interceptor. Okay. The fleet. Perfect. And can, those are sedans? Those are car cars, right? Yeah, they're battle cars. Cool. Let's see if we can get a okay. Mustang or something badass. Mm-hmm. Something that can hold up to it. I don't we don't want an Elantra or some shit like that. No. <laughs> but they, there's no real room to hang out, so it's like five hours in a car. Right. Well, the Fate 4 has places for you to, like, lounge and sleep and stuff like that. This will just be a car. Does it, can it handle the dunes? They should all be built to handle the dunes, would be my assumption. You'll be able to drive through the dunes. It'll slow you down. Okay. That doesn't matter what we drive. It'll slow us down, right? That's right. Okay. Except for a dune buggy. Oh. Which you do not have. Right. <laughs> 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 hmm. All right, well, uh, well it's load up. a lot of hours locked in the car with uh, all of you, so let's get this done. Shotgun. <laughs> do, shot, do shotgun rules pl- uh, work in the waste? I mean, so are you guys making your way to the uh, the Royal Truckery to pick up your vehicle? Yeah, yes. I thought yeah. we were already there. I thought we were looking at them. Yeah, I did too. Well, I'm just trying to figure out whatever it wants to do. So it's it's not up to me to tell you guys where to go. It's up for you to tell me what you want to do and where you want to go. We're there. We want to get into this car, and we want to go. Yeah. Okay, so you guys make your way uh, post-haste as my screen lights up to the Royal Truckery. <laughs> <laughs> and you make your way to the Royal Trucker you find the interceptor that Hope wishes uh, it's sort of rusted looking old brown uh, but has tires with chains on the tires 
um, big big sort of engine exhaust coming out of the f- the front there. So it is difficult to have a clear periphery of what you're seeing. Uh, you all get into the vehicle and you start up start it up, Pope, and the engine goes up. <laughs> Tieflings in the royal truckery uh, bring gas cans and pile them into the back. So you're going to need them for the long trip. Give them a little wave out the window, right, as we take off. Yeah, and, and they some... Give me the okay. They also know uh, that you guys are not good with rations, and they bring uh, a cooler <laughs> with, <laughs> with rations in it, because no one's thinking about what they'll need. Uh, I have a lot, but I will <laughs> add it to the bag of holding. No, no, there's a cooler in the back of your, oh, of your okay. uh, vehicle. You guys are already in the car. You guys never didn't never told me anything about this. So um, they <laughs> thought of it for you and put it as you're in the vehicle about to go. They're loading up the back of the, the car. Um, and it's ready to, you're ready to roll out. Do I fit? You fit, sure. It's, it's cramped. Did Nash make me go in the back seat? <sighs> yes. Well, he said shotgun, so it's an right, up he, front. He explains the tradition of shotgun to me. And yeah. Oh, I admit yeah. defeat, not knowing it, but... Yeah. Your knees are up pretty high. Ways. You definitely don't have enough room, uh, but you can fit in there. What, he said, what about Moss Storm? Does Moss Storm fit? If you got to lie it across the seats. Okay, so it's front. on Stanley's lap as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's kind of not... Cool. Lo- it's not comfortable, sort of wedged in diagonally in the vehicle. So we're going to college, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and as, as you roll out of the royal truckery, um, everyone looks to their right, and they see the fate for, uh, and they drive sort of by it, and the hope drives by it, not caring. I get that. I want it's something outside of the game. I get the feeling our DM really wanted us to take the fate for it. I could be wrong. But do you guys get that? Well, the DM's wondering why we're not taking the fate for, but it's fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid, you know, honestly, what my feeling is, and I don't know if everybody else feels, but I'm worried we're going to lose it again or that we would blow it to pieces or it's going to not come back in one piece. That's not a reason not to use your I thing. I know, but... but it's like, I don't know. What's but it like? there's so many new other things to use. And <laughs> yeah. if everyone could drive, I would be on a motorcycle. Mm. Yeah, you could all take your own vehicles. There's enough of them. No one's what I want that. is a car that lets a motorcycle out of the back of it yeah. as we go. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that'd be cool. So, we will oh, have yeah, words I mean, about the royal truckery when we return. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> decrees. Decrees all around. Because maybe you could put Game a... Change a and motorcycles. You could put a motorcycle on top of the vehicle. Mm. And you, just, you know. That's true. Might it's... I suggest the engine den? The engine, the engine den. Den? It's not bad. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Pretty yeah, good. It's pretty good. The royal truckery. I don't know. I like the royal truckery. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't think we should change that. That should stay. All right. So um, you should be seeing. Oh no, I didn't move. You, I didn't move you guys. You should be seeing the world map here and the Fate Four, which I guess no longer can be the Fate Four. I told you he wanted us to five, really man. wanted us to take. Oh, you that. probably can't see the label because of all that other crap here. So I had the label on. There you go. Um, but now since it's not that, I will have to give you a different car. I don't see it at all. All right, so I'm going to need you to make uh, three piloting checks. Uh, Hope. Give me your results. Let it be known that I am staring intently at Stanley in the back seat. Wow. Uh, uh, (laughs) What? (laughs) 
I don't know why, but I love it. Oh, there you are. Okay. Can I help you with something, Varel? <laughs> why do you reject your master for a new woman? What master? Your blood, it pumps with power gifted to you, yet you have rejected it. Are you talking about the deal with Katobal Praith? Yes, the one that you should be pleased with. I don't want to serve Katobal Praith forever. I never did. We were at the bottom of a cavern that I had no idea how we were going to get out. It was the deal I took in the hopes that we would be able to get out and rescue the people, but we have still failed to do so. So, right now, I'm dealing with the thought that I have damned myself for no good reason. That is true. If you reject the gift, otherwise other gifts would be expected to come from a gracious master. Well, I don't want to serve him. He doesn't seem like the gracious master type. He seems like the type that's going to like us as long as we can do something for him and then snuff us out first chance he gets. And I'll scoot myself over, because did anyone tell me about seatbelts? Because I'm not wearing one, so I scoot over <laughs> into the middle and I stick my snaz up in between the two front drivers. <laughs> you two. Yes. <laughs> Have you rejected your gifts as well? Uh, no, I actually used mine recently. Hmm. Define reject, Varel. Well, Stanley here believes that he is to uh, be free of this deal he made. Mm. Well, I don't blame him. His his sucks. Mine's cool. I'm a dragon when I want to be. His blows. So I don't blame him. I, I assume I'm just looking at one of your eyes, right? Because your head is like there and then one eye's pivoting at me and the other eye's pivoting at her. Yeah, yeah. Right now one eye's on you and then it, it kind of wanders over to the front. Not really accomplishing the look at Hope, but the other eye's doing the best. One of my favorite visuals we've ever had is this. This is great. Stanley, does your gift suck? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I mean, we all benefited, Varel. I'm not opposed to using it. I'm just saying that in the long line of us serving various evil people, you would agree we've done that before by mistake. This is yet another case of us serving an evil person. They were not deals for our souls, though. I figured you right. had chosen wisely and were pleased with your gifts. I don't hate the gift. I hate the master. There's a difference. Huh. Well, should I attack him next time we see him then? Uh, probably not a good idea. He's probably a good deal stronger than all of us combined at this point. Can he read your minds? Whose minds? Our mi What? You mean not yours, but ours? Yeah, your deal. Is it part of your soul? Is it uh, communicating to him tethered across the plains? We, we, we're pretty far above ground. I assumed he couldn't hear anything unless we were below ground. Were we underground just now? Talking in his domain of betrayal? Well... Sounds like he's busy in court anyway. He's probably too busy arbitrating or something. 
And you mentioned Quizquaz. Yes, yes, he uh, he came by. And what did he desire? He wanted to make another deal. Actually, I said no to that one. Why not begin new deals? Because I've I've realized I probably shouldn't be making deals with demons anymore. It gets a bit complicated, as you can see. So you desire godhood. Hope will kind of go quiet. <laughs> For the record, I do not desire godhood. Vorel, I think you're the only sensible person amongst us. Oh. Thank you, Stanley. Very well. I shall... Then I scoot back into my seat and enjoy the compliment for a bit. All right, very good. Um, so the drive, uh, Hope, uh, is different. Usually at night, nighttime driving the wasteland, your eyes can become accustomed, even with the headlights off, to the moonlight uh, shining, you know, making a glow that reflects off the sands and, and the dunes. But because the uh, sky is still very cloudy, from the recent impact of what hit, there's no sunlight. So it's like driving through a forest, but mm. there's no trees. Like, it's dark. So you can't actually see a horizon in the night. You can't see... You're not seeing anything. Like, you have... I assume you'd have the headlights on in a situation like this, because even your dark vision, which allows you to see in dim light, which nighttime is dim light, is not working because it's very, very dark. You can see maybe 10 feet in front of the vehicle. So if you were to come up upon a sudden outcropping of rocks, you would be at risk of crashing the car. Okay. But you're still driving. Have you made those piloting checks, I asked of you? Yes, it was a 9, an 18, and a 22. Okay, so you had one narrow miss uh, from an outcropping of rocks nearly impacting the entire car. And uh, an hour goes by, and you make your way through planes. And everyone, you guys can see nothing out the windows. There's nothing to look at, not even the horizon. No way to tell where you're going. The only way is the little, that you know, Hope, is that there's a little compass embedded on the dashboard. And you've been following that to head the right direction. Um, do you drive straight for all five hours, or are there any pee breaks? Or I mean, if someone needed a break, we'd stop. But otherwise, I'd plan to keep going. Mostly for the benefit of Nash, would this drive constitute a short rest? Sure. Yeah, he would totally conk out for a bit if he could. If I'm allowed such a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, I'll All do right. that. Short rest. Cool. Well, burn that hit dice for that one HP. I'm not even going to roll because I know I'd get it. Mm. You can burn each hit dice too if you need to recover HP there, Nash. I'm just trying to decide how many to do. Let's how many do... hit dice do you have left? All. I haven't used any. I think you're allowed to roll and just keep going, right? Like, I don't think it's a gamble, is it? No, you burn hit dice. When you roll hit dice, you burn them. Right, but and if then... I say, okay, I'm going to use two and then I roll and I want to use another one there's nothing that says I can't then use another one right? no you can use as many hit dice as you want during a short rest it's just you don't get them back until you've completed a long rest and then you get half them your hit dice back on a long okay. rest alright I just wanted to make well, sure what if I only use three how do I get one and a half back it's not really work that way does it 
It, they always round it. Usually, it's always rounded down, so okay. you get one back. All right. Well, I'm going to use three. Okay. You don't get half of what's missing. You get half of your total hit right. dice back. Right, right, right. Your total hit dice has to be like six or seven at this point. Yeah, 1d6 plus three. No, no, no. The number of hit dice, not what Oh, sorry, dice seven. Is. Sorry. Seven of those, yeah. Yeah, you have seven. So if you used all seven of your hit dice mm-hmm. on a rest, you would recover three. On a long rest, you would recover three. So short rest is using the hit dice. Long rest is recovering the hit dice. I'm going to take a short rest with a total of five used of the seven. Because I'm kind of five dice. Yeah, I'm kind of because that'll give me if I have this. Well, let's see. No, I don't need so that. So one many. hit dice is one d six, right? So if if you use five hit dice, you're rolling five d six to recover hit points. Yeah, it's too much. Hold on. I'm going to do... I'm trying to do the math in my head here. So that's 12 and then plus 3 on each. So that's <clears throat> another 6. So if I do 3, I'll do 3. Take short rest. Confirm. Remember for your hit dice, you had your con modifier to it, right? Uh, Correct, which zero. is... It's, well, doing no, it, good it's doing it for me. That plus 3 is that. Yeah, so one hit dice would be 1d6 plus 3. Right. So Why didn't it do... It's between, you're going to earn between 4 and 9 uh, HP for one hit dice. So I would just roll them one at a time until you felt like you were okay. It's not changing it, though. Yeah, because you got to roll. You, you it, roll doesn't, it doesn't know what you rolled. Oh, duh, of course. You mean this software doesn't do everything for me? <laughs> I want it to. All right, D6... That's five plus eleven hit points. So eleven heal and remove two hit dice. Yep, I did that, and I'm at fifty-seven of fifty-eight. That's plenty good. I like it. Yeah, I want to waste the hit dice for one point. All right, perfect. So, um, hope as you get closer to the dunes, you can feel everyone feels the vehicle go up and down, and because. The suspension is designed somewhat to deal with the bumpiness of no roads. Uh, you hear like a as you go over, and everyone sort of bounces in the seats as it's over hills. It's almost like being in a boat, just like up and over, up and over. And you try to find ways that don't involve steeply going up anywhere, so you have to find your way around and move through. And eventually, um, through the hills, you begin to see a column of green light. You can't see the horizon. It's pitch black. Here we go again. (laughs) It's pitch black out, but you see a column of green light shine out from the the blackness that you see in front of you. Almost, and actually what it looks like in a video game, you know, in a first-person shooter, when they set a waypoint, you see a big light from the sky to the ground, like faintly like that. Okay. That's cool. But it's, it's, the light is stronger towards the ground, and it sort of dissipates as it goes up leading you to conclude that the source is likely ground and not from the sky. Nice. I'll uh, drive up relatively close to it and stop the car. All right. Uh, Take the keys with me. Any manner to your approach? You currently, like, did you you have the headlights on? Do you want to turn them off? What, you know? Yes, I'll turn the headlights off and I'll slow to about 25 to 30 miles per hour. Okay. So as you slow, you see an outcropping of rocks that you can conceal your car behind. 
And as you approach the area and get really close to the light, uh, you make out uh, you make out that not only are there dunes, but there are several what looks to be crater impact sites as you move into the area. Now, on this new map that you're all moved to, you will see yourself on the right side, rightmost side of the map in the middle. Total blackness yeah. here. Okay. Total I'm, blackness as well. I don't know, fog of war is weird. It doesn't really work that great. I'm just going to reload it here. There we go. Ooh. Fortunately, this dynamic light would have been great here, but there isn't. So. <laughs> it's all right. All good. Okay, there we are. I see us. It's nighttime. You actually can't see in front of you that well, even though this map clearly shows everything. Kind of a bummer, but you see a faint blue glow emanating over the rocks from the largest crater to the west. Trippy. It's pitch black. There are... (laughs) 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 One with the all smart. It is the opposite of Bo's camera. Yeah. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> you just blew you out white. Man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, hang on. I'm going to fix this. Let's oh, actually let's take a break here. I'm going to fix it. Okay. Oh, it's a perfect time anyway. It's all good. All right, we're going to yeah. take a <laughs> we're going to take a quick break everybody. Uh there whoops, where's the Oh no. I'm missing a thing. Where did it go? Oh, be right back there it is. All right. Uh we'll be back in a second. Stay tuned. There is certainly more to come. We'll be right back. This is the second half of this episode. All right, uh, we are back, and it is back to Bo. Go, Bo. All right, so uh, switching the headlights off, you have uh, pulled up to a natural covering of rocks in this area. What you see all around you is that uh, it looks as though rocks have been burst up from the ground and scattered all over the place. You can't see very far out in front of you uh, as it is nighttime. And uh, you do see that column of blue-green light swirling from a large crater as you peer over the side of the rocks some 200, 300 feet away from you. All right, well, it's been about couple months since we did this thing, but just like usual. Varel, are you wanting to take point on this? I can't see a thing. <laughs> All right. Nash? I mean, I can make a rock glow and sort of see. Depends on the approach. I am perfectly fine to walk out there in all the glory with the light. And draw whatever attention might be waiting for us. But if you want something more sneaky, I suggest you with the eyes go forward. Uh, even with my dark vision, how well can I see? Uh, the air is cleared up somewhat in this area, so you are able to see about 30 feet out from your location. Sure, I can do that if we want to at least get a lay of the land first. I can sneak ahead. We are also a royal procession, and we could simply walk out and stake our claim. I don't think anyone here would care about that, Pharrell. 
they're not going to recognize her or us for who we are. We should have brought a flag. I think even then. <laughs> not sure they have fealty to Hope or any leader. Are you suggesting they might be creatures? In which case, there is a way to mock one's territory. Explain. We urinate on the site. That's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I'm down for whatever, but I, I lack aim. The best I can do oh. is just kind of... <laughs> it's kind of shotgun effect. That you even think that was an option, Nash, well, really concerns me. Maybe more than anything else that's been said here. Well, I, it was, I mean, Varel's idea. I'm just here to support. <laughs> I'm here to support the group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to creep uh, up north around this rock okay. and uh, kind of start peeking around and see what I can see. Okay, you move, uh, make a stealth check, please. Sweet. I get to make those very often. Oh, that was a natural 20, and then it just defied the laws of physics and moved to a 2. Oh. Uh, it's, a, it's a 7 total. Making a, the, the sounds of rocks crunching under your feet uh, echo <laughs> through the valley uh, here in the dunes, and you make your way around the rock corner and look out and see... Lots of pieces of rock that have hit the ground and created large um, sort of cuts in the sand where they've slid across. Huge boulders. You see uh, the mouths of craters. You can't see inside them, but uh, you get a better shot, a uh, better view of the large crater in the center and see the light shining from your location. No hostiles, no life. Deathly quiet. Sky is still clouded over and no moon shines through. I am going to light a rock. Are there any stones in these dunes? Something small I can... Uh... There are lots of stones. All right, I'm going, to pick, I'm going to pick up a stone and, and light it. Just to add a little light in the radius there. Find a sort of strangely colored stone, silver, and with a weird sort of honeycomb, like pattern and, or, or formation in the rock. Maybe even a piece of whatever fell from the sky. Okay. You light it up and you make a light stone. Light shines, I believe, it's in a 20-foot radius from you? Yes. Dim light to 40? I believe so. 20, 40, okay. You've now created light. Alright, seeing that there's light behind me coming from Behind these rocks, I'm going to assume they're making their way, and I'm going to keep thinking I'm being stealthy and sneak forward to about there, covered by those rocks. Okay. You, uh, to your best attempts, uh, move forward stealthily. Well, hope we'll start following Stanley's lead. Okay, and if you'd like to give me a more long-term thing, because you can move from rock to rock, or we can just... Yeah, I think that that's going to be the, the plan. I'm going to keep stealthing from rock to rock. Could I okay. do a a sense? It's like a religion check. I'm concerned this is Fushi. 
And I would want to feel out with my astral tendrils of dragon lineage my concern. Since my okay. flames were gifted to me by Fushi, I am worried that... Okay, uh, religion check. See if you learned anything. This would be a great time for Pod. Oh. Eight. Mm. You don't feel anything. Uh, I mean, you arguably didn't have any tendrils to begin with, so the fact that nothing comes back as a response is not uh, a surprise to you. But um, you do have a sense that the gods are among the stars, and what's here from what you've overheard and from what you can see has come from the stars. You are filled with a sense of piety, perhaps? Hmm. And that something great from the heavens has made its way to the earth. This is a holy site. Oh. Hmm. Is there any light source I could take now that the group has all moved out? Well, Nash could have given you a rock. Uh, apart from that... I'll give you one. Check the car for a flashlight. <laughs> I can give him a stone. I can have multiple stones. Cool. All right. Varel. Varel, take take my stone. And I cast it. All right. And you see Nash pick up some stones from the dirt, uh, light it up, and he gives it to you. He hands it to you. Excellent. All right. They're moving around the top stealthily. I will move around the bottom of the rock and start walking. At a speed that I would assume, since I can't see them, they'd be sneaking at, but it would be a proud walk right down the middle, clear view, Okay. staking my claim, rock above my head, and sword in hand. Perfect. So you walk out, uh, you know, stoically, with uh, showing great strength, methodically, without fear. Um, you see Nash's <laughs> also has a light stone, so you look to your right, and you see that Nash is not walking. He's just kind of walking like whatever with the stone in his hand. And in the light in the border, you see Stanley sneaking. But now, now that Nash is caught, <laughs> he, he's not. He's definitely visible to you as well as Hope, who's made their, his their way around the other side of the rock outcropping. I mean, that about explains my stealth check. So I continue to stealth a lot, stealth alongside uh, <laughs> Varel from a distance. Up Are north. you Kirk rolling? Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely that. <laughs> All right, we keep pressing forward. All right, uh, let's get the uh, anybody who's making a stealth uh, check make it. That's better. I got a nineteen on that one. Okay, so you run out ahead to scout for the party while the party slowly makes their way. Um, so move yourself a little farther out ahead. And, uh, I mean, you see more rocks, more craters, more puck marks in the ground. Uh, this place was... A, a rain of stone destruction recently hit this place, and the evidence of it is everywhere. Um, you see nothing... You see no life. And hear nothing. All right. Keep heading towards the, the light. Okay. Which I'm assuming is this uh, glowy bit. So I'm going to yeah. keep going towards it. You make it. your way close to it, and you now can see little motes sprinkling down and, and swirling in little eddies of, of 
as wind picks it up, it makes a little swirl, small, tiny little cyclone, and then dissipates again. But you can't see inside. All right, and I think having seen not a lot, I'm going to start making my way back down towards the path Varel's taking with the idea of okay. meeting back up with all of them. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys meet up towards the side of the crater. And you see the glow. And inside you hear a, a small little... ...of activity. Sounds like butane. Or, uh... With Hank Hill cell? Uh, propane? Propane. Sounds like a propane tank. Propane accessories? Yep. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, one of those lamps. What do they call those lamps? Oh, propane. yeah. B- uh, propane lamp. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Yep. You make it to the lip of the... Uh, not the lip, but the side of the crater. It's about 10 feet. You have to climb up to get in. Uh, to see over top, so all you can see is the light emanating from inside the crater. Alright, I'm gonna just whisper. I'm gonna head up and start climbing up to the top of the lip. Okay. Uh, so you, you climb up uh, toward... There's hard rock surfaces as you climb up to the side and peer in, and what you see before you is steam billowing from the bottom through plant life, trees, and vegetation are seemingly uh, growing here. Uh, in the center, there is a large uh, drag marks and broken trees where something large was pulled out. And you see uh, like an entranceway dug out of the southern side where whatever was in here was pulled through. Also, curiously enough, there is a four-leaf clover that you can see shining quite through the, through the fog and mist in this jungled area shining out somewhat unnaturally. Well, this is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. What do you see, Stanley? Get up here. I I don't even know. Hope I'll scramble to the top of the... You scramble to the top and look over, you see jungle. A sight you've never seen before, plant life. In front of you, there's a curious-looking tree with these yellow... Things hanging off of it. Can I do an arcana check of the overall bzz, bzz area there? Okay. Like, what um, are you trying to do? You, you, I'm trying to you just discern. Check. Yeah, is this real? Is this magic? Is it? Is it? Uh, like, what's going on here? It's just a natural okay. phenomenon. If I if I sense magic or mana waves, maybe it's something's up. So that would be. Uh, let's see. That's fourteen. Yep, so the mana wave uh, radiation in this area is quite strong. Okay. Some source of magic was here, but what you're feeling is decaying. Okay. Although, as you feel around, you do sense that something was left behind. You're not quite sure what or how to articulate it into words, but there's still a source of magical energy in this area. All right, I'll convey that to the team. And this would also explain why there's light. It seems as though the trees and the ground itself is glowing. And the radiation is catalyzing with something to produce this light result. 
and this light's enough to see by now. Yeah, you can definitely see clearly inside, but when you go to look out, it's darker because it's not illuminating the area. It's it's illuminating the internal area, but not the external area, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'd like to inspect the buttocks, oh. the, the breach, <laughs> <laughs> the the hole that was made. Okay. The drag uh, from the vantage, or are you moving there? No, I'd like to I'd start walking around. This this is all magic mumbo jumbo, whatever's going on I'll in this hole. I'll follow Varel. Okay, you make your way along the lip of the crater towards the area where you see drag marks and footprints quite clearly on the ground. Hmm. Do some tracking. Okay. Survival. A 22. All right. Some large game, perhaps even the aforementioned dragon that was discussed in Nobiary study was pulled from this area by, in your estimation, 50, cre- 50 large humanoid creatures whose footprints you recognize as goblin, but are much larger than goblins. Hmm. As you look out, you see also tire tracks. Whenever something was pulled out and loaded onto uh, one of those fleshling vehicles, and then pulled away. And you can sort of see that off in the distance if you tag your map to the left. You can, you can make that out from here. Seems we are too late. Large goblins came by and took the dragon onto their vehicles. Fifty some. I didn't know there How were old? large dragon or goblins. Some of them eat well. Uh, you wouldn't know them by another name, Varel. In your tongue, they call them uh, gob bears. Gob bears? In other, in other tongues, they might have also been called bug bears. Mm. Well, I share this with the group. Gob bears. Large. Stinky. Uh, less mercantile than the goblins we know. But smart enough to carry off a big creature and have trucks? Smart enough to work the transportation and know the value of this find. They will not part with it easy. Well, if there are 50 of them, that's not something we can exactly go on head to head. And that's uh, just what they could spare to take the dragon. That's not accounting for wherever they may be going. Now, they are savages, though. They have not seen our like before. I can think of less glorious battles than charging into 50 gob bears. Well, I'll pull out the book and look up <laughs> gob bear, even though I'm fairly certain I'm not going to find gob bear in the book. Uh, look up the entry for bugbear. If you go to the entry about goblins, you see that there is a... Well, I, I know that, but is would... He hasn't said bugbear. You said bugbear. No, I told Varel would know that other species that he may have talked to refer to them also oh, as okay. bugbear. Bugbear, gobbear. All right, I flipped to but it. Gobbear in his tongue. Huh? Yeah, so you, you know the entry on bugbears. They are larger cousins 
of the goblins, and they are more barbaric and savage, and are generally quite vicious. Great, Hopefully formidable masturbators. <laughs> bok Bok finally meets his equal. Funny enough, it doesn't say anything about that in the book, Nash, but perhaps we can add an addendum for you. <laughs> Goblin's more... Uh, bok Bok's more enthusiastic than most I've met. Oh, he's into it, all right. We should scour this place quickly and move on. Yes, Nash, you were saying there was something left behind? I couldn't tell you what it is. I can't describe it. I just feel there's something here left behind yes. by the dragon, by the gob bears, bug bears, whatever you want to call them. Something. And it's magical in nature. But that's all no. I know. We'd have to hunt. We'd have to search. I'm curious about this. I'm going to check it out. I start making my way towards it. Now, you said there's, like, steam. Is it extremely hot? I would be testing it as I go towards it. Uh, it's not extremely hot, but it's humid. So you begin okay. sweating and feel heat as you get closer. I think very arid. Wait, arid means wet? Arid. Very humid Dry. jungle. Yeah, humid, opposite. Yeah. Humid jungle. Extremely humid jungle with steam billowing from the sand beneath it. The plants are not here naturally. This isn't some crater. This crater was created by whatever fell out of the sky, and when it fell out of the sky, the impact was so strong that it made plants instantaneously spring to life. At least that's what it looks like. Can I grab one of the plants and pull it up by its roots? You can. I mean, you've not that you've ever seen a banana before, but there are trees with large yellow fruits on them. I will inspect these fruits. <laughs> you go to one and it's yellow and it, it dangles. I hopefully get this right because I forget what a banana tree looks like, but it dangles from the tree. Ah. I mean, do you want to roll a survival check to see what you can learn about it? Yes. These villainous pods. Eleven. Okay. It's, a, it's, it's an unusual looking tree. It's not unlike anything you've ever seen before, but you see these, well, they're not so much yellow as they are green, because I'm just Googling pictures of the banana tree now and realizing I got it wrong. But they look ripe, and they look like they're the fruits of the tree, and that they're edible. Not that you want to really eat fruits, I don't think. Uh, if I bend down to find one of the small plants and pull it up, does it have any resistance, or is it just kind of sitting in sand? Uh, it's sitting in sand, but as you go to try to pull them up, they have uh, somehow managed to make root hmm to dig a little finger straight down do they have any water source here it's dry desert wasteland uh, you dig down and inspect the sand um but the sand does feel damp and moist hmm. now what's catching your attention is one of the plant pieces of plant life in the crater is glowing there's a four-leaf clover about you know foot tall but it's oh. glowing green. It has a hue sort of around it. Careful, I think that's I think that's the object. I don't actually know. Alright, I'm I mean, gonna walk you up to it. Get closer, you can inspect it. Get up there and look at it. Yeah. Go up there and look at it, and it still looks like a four leafed clover. Now I'm not sure that any of you know what a clover is, but the fact that it's glowing uh, where the other trees, they are wet with dew and are seemingly quite healthy. They don't. None of the trees glow as this little plant glows. 
I don't know what to do with this. Do we, should we take it? I don't know no, what no. this even is. I'd like to get really close to it and sniff it. Can I do that? Yeah. Okay. I want to get... uh, roll a survival check, please. Okay. Actually, I actually don't need to roll anything for this. <laughs> Your nose works just fine. Okay. Uh, you take a big as you smell it, and it smells like fresh forest and and pine. A smell you've never smelled before. It's invigorating. I would now like to extend my tongue and lick it. Just taste it. Not bite it, not chew it, not rip it or anything. I just want right. to... So you lean down and take your tongue and go and give it a lick. And um, it tastes wet. It's got water, sort of dew dripping from it. it. Tastes like plant. Like, you know, you ever eaten grass or anything? It's mm-hmm. got that sort of flavor to it. Okay. <laughs> Nash has absolutely eaten grass before. Um <laughs> Could we maybe take it back with us and let the agriculturalists keep it alive? I don't know if it would survive out here. It doesn't taste bad. It doesn't seem to be dangerous. There's some level of dampness in the soil. This will last at least a while. I agree. I think we should take this with us. See, uh, See what it does. Uh... I will delicately try to feel around the base of the plant, you know, dig around Mm -hmm. the the base and lift it out without, you know, You dig a bit. Yeah, you dig a bit and you see that there's roots and you give it a gentle tug and you pull it up a little bit, but there's some resistance from the roots in. You'd have to dig a little deeper. All right. Or cut uh, it. Can can Nash have have an instinct here? I have an instinct. Okay. Yeah. I'll say, careful, Stanley. This reminds me of a legend I heard. Let me, let me tell you this legend. <laughs> it's time, everyone. When there were great bodies of water on this, on this, pl- in this place, in this, on this planet, deep, 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 deep down, and you can still find some of the fossils out there. I've seen them. There was a kind of fish that had a lure on its head. And it looked like a dainty little funny little bug out in front. And all of its prey would just go, oh look, a little bit of food, nothing, no big deal, and didn't realize it was attached to a much larger horrible beast. It's possible that's what you're dingling with right there. Nash, you also told us vampires sparkled in the sun. (laughs) I don't know. And we have found out that that is not true. We saw this ourselves that night. In the field with the crazy old man whose wiener Nash became jealous of. <laughs> the scarabs, right? Yes, the fire beetles. Right. They too had danglers. I'm well, just... This seems completely different. This is a different scenario. Well, it... <laughs> then pull it at your own peril. I just think it looks like it could be bait. I mean, what do you propose we do, Nash? Just leave it here? No. But. All right, then. You went and stuck your tongue on it. Now I'm taking it, and you all of a sudden become very cautious and keep digging deeper and see if I can get around the roots. <laughs> all right, you start digging in, and um, as you dig down and look at the roots, you see the roots are sort of gray and brown, and then they become orange. And then it's like at the base of this, there's a large fruit 
like if you think of a potato in the ground, you know, there's these everyone's orange, favorite fruit, the potato. These orange hairy roots. <laughs> did I say fruit? Yes, you did. <laughs> I meant vegetable. Um, but it's fruit of the plant, anyways. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but there's something sort of large, and that's what's keeping you from pulling it out. It's attached to this sort of large seed sort of thing, round. Hey, hey, Stanley, I can hold the plant if you want to. Varel, you're the expert at digging holes. Do you think you can help with this? Very well. Now head over and have at the seed. Okay, so you start digging the ground around the roots, and as you dig, you think you see... Now you're seeing... Uh, there's gray root and brown root and now orange root and as you dig out now you see the peach flesh of human as you look at some kind of skin and as you dig a little further a little ear pops out of the dirt now like comes folds ah! or becomes visible how big it becomes visible and it's about this small the ear. Oh. So uh huh. Tiny. I I Super will whisper tiny. into it. You are buried. Arise. <laughs> <laughs> you make um uh not a performance check, but what would be inspiring? Everything I medicine. just heard. Do a medicine check, please. All right. Four. <laughs> Okay, you do that, and then the ear begins to shudder, and you feel tremor beneath the sand. Whatever it is is stuck underneath it. I'll, I'll dig more. I'll start. Uh, I'll, I'll spread my legs and you know do it double hand dog style. <laughs> okay, you start digging out, and eventually, very quickly, as you dog paddle it, the sands back onto Nash. Nash, you're being sprayed with uh, dirt. Um, <laughs> I've had see, way worse than this. Go you ahead. See bushy little orange eyebrows. And you see eyes co covered in sand, blinking, and then a nose, and then lips and two little teeth, and then there's a head in there, and it, and you see this, help, help, get me out of here now, and, and as the mouth spits out sand, and the little head is sort of now stuck in the sand. What are you, creature? What am I? I'm stuck in the ground. Get me out of here. Very well. <laughs> and I'll keep digging. All right, you keep digging. And at the end of your dig, what you see is maybe a f two feet tall. The smallest man you've ever seen. Dressed in a little vest and little gray slacks and brown pants. And then as you free him up, he digs through the ground and pulls out a hat. And it looks all shredded. He's like, Thank the gods. You got me out of there. Uh, and he sort of climbs on out, this little short being with with the four-leaf clover on his head, and he sort of pulls on it, and he's like, Ugh. and he uh, rips it off uh, and throws it on the ground. Thank you very much there, laddie. Almost, uh, it's almost uh, my last chance on the planet, but you got me out. Thank you so much. I'll be on my way now. And he begins walking towards the entrance of the crater. I'm going to jump in front of him and go, You're 
A leprechaun. What? Deny it. You can't. <laughs> All right. I'm guilty as charged. I'm Coopin the leprechaun. I can't believe they're real. What? What's a leprechaun? I can't believe it. Again, we were told of these creatures, but we all assumed they were... I thought they were fake. They just seemed like fancy, like just a, a story to tell children. He's probably got gold. I'm just saying, that's what they used to say. They have gold. Now, now, let's not get bent out of shape. I don't have any gold. He's Swedish but, all of a sudden. <laughs> well, Cooper, do you know what happened here? Well, I was walking in the wastes, and all of a sudden, a big old rock fell on me head. And that's the last thing I remember. Sure it was a rock. <laughs> oh, I'm not quite sure what the feck it was. Oh, he's Irish, all right. Do you require aid returning to your people? No, 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 no. It's best if you just let me go. I may be a leprechaun, but I'm an unlucky leprechaun. Not much good keeping me around. I'm just... If you'd get out of my way, I'll, I'll, I'll be off. Thank you very kindly for getting me out Stanley's going to bend over and pick up the little four-leafed clover thing that was on his head and uh, look at him and just... And how did you come to be tangled up in this, friend? <sighs> he sort of looks defeated because <laughs> he has to explain himself. And he goes, So what you've heard about leprechauns is true. People try to catch us to get wishes out of us. But we're only lucky if we have our pot of gold. And my pot of gold got stolen a long time ago. So now I'm an unlucky leprechaun. You don't want to be around an unlucky leprechaun. I'm so unlucky. A damn rock fell out of the sky and hit me head. I'm just here by accident. What if we gave you a new pot of gold? Would we get these wishes then? It's not any pot of gold, the uh, big lizard. <laughs> I don't expect a lizard to understand. Just let me go, and and thank you very much. Um, and he, he's, he makes his way to try and walk between you, but he stops and looks at you. Now, now let me pass now. Don't think we can just let him go. Why not? I don't know. Seems capable. It just feels like we shouldn't let him go. He, he was buried. We freed him. Honestly, the last thing I ever expected to find in the earth there. And we don't need to drag him into whatever we're doing next. I've sent John a private message. Oh, okay. Wait, where? Uh-oh. 
in Slack. Pornography. Oh. That'd be well, really funny. If that was it. That was all it was. <laughs> I was just sending wiener pics and just saying, I've sent John a message. <laughs> so you guys know I sent John. Okay, anyway, back to the story. Pro <laughs> medicine. It's healthy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to make a big deal out of it. The more I want something, the less likely it's to happen. So if you'd just let me go on my way without making any business of it, that'd be great. And where exactly are you going to be headed off to? Well, I, I'm looking for me pot of gold. If I could get it back, then the world would be great again for me. When did you have it last? Um, many, many years ago. Before the world became a blasted pile of shite. And do you have any idea who took it? I've got no idea. It's it's kind of hopeless, really. But So you're just out here, wandering the waste, hoping you somehow stumble upon it? I mean, I've got to find it eventually, right? You can't live without hope. That's funny that you should say that. We had to, that's not that's not by mistake. It must be uh, a fate. Which is also like talking about our car. Whenever this sort of stuff happens, it means we have to pay attention to it. He's not saying hope by accident. Are you taking this one to the hospital then? <laughs> <laughs> he looks Look, like he escaped he... from the medical from the medical ward. Nash comes off a bit strong but his point still remains it's he's dressed like a psychopath (laughs) again a bit strong he's a acquired taste so to speak but look you us finding you was not unlucky you could have just been buried here forever you're claiming to be this unlucky leprechaun but I mean we managed to get you out of here and as it would happen, we know a place where you could come back with us and... No, 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 no. I've tried that. Whoever spends their time with me, that unluckiness rubs off on them. I'm telling you, it's best if you just let me go. That that comet fell on me, Ed. And it's just because I'm lo- unlucky. How did you survive it? You're just a little twerpy guy. Oh, I'm still... I'm pretty tough. For a comet. I mean, I'd imagine a damned dragon fell on him. It was a dragon that fell on me. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. My My look keeps getting worse and worse. And you say that, but I feel like luck is just a matter of perspective. He winces in pain as you say that. He says, Shh. Don't be playing with the gods in that way. Every time I want something, something bad happens. Well, what do you want now? Just, right now. It just hasn't happened yet. I assure you, it's common. 
You mean anytime there's anything you want, something bad happens. Or sometimes someone tries to get to wish from me, but it really doesn't turn out how they think it will. Well, I Thank don't you for saving wish. me, but I'd like to be on my way. If you don't mind. He pops out his hat a little bit and puts it on his head and waits patiently for you to let him pass. Do you feel that you owe us something for saving your ass? Well, I do, but everything, everything that I do always turns out very badly. So I apologize if I can't offer you something, but it's going to end up bad. I can't do anything for anyone anymore until I get me pot of gold back, that is. And what are the name of these hanging fruits? Well, that's a banana. You've never seen a banana lizard. No. A banana lizard. Well, you can go on right ahead and eat one. How? In fact, I think I'm going to eat one. And he walks towards one of them, and he pulls off the banana, peels it back, and begins to eat it. And then his eyes go wide, and he's like, <coughs> he begins choking. I, I, can't, I can't choke. I, <coughs> His time has come. He was weak. <laughs> I run over and slap him on the back really hard. Okay. Attack roll. Attack okay. roll. Give him some damage. Was it that? 13 plus something. This is an unarmed attack. That's uh, a 16. He stopped choking, uh, but his spine's ruined now. <laughs> okay, so um, I need the, the reigning three of you to make a dexterity check, please. Okay. 16 for Scott. Or for Nash. Wait, all of us? Even me? 21. You? Okay. <laughs> all right, Hope, you end up with pieces of banana in your face and eye. <laughs> As, as he coughs it out of power, uh-huh. shoots out <laughs> chewed banana. I wonder where that was going. Shaking her head, she's gonna just wipe it off. And Coupon uh, says, "Touch for a close one. Thank you very much again. I wish there was some way I could repay you, but I can't. There I just, is- I just end up hurting people. There is when you get that gold." Well, do you know where me gold is? No, but if we helped you find it, we'd gladly take 40%. I need all the I need all the gold back in order to be able to grant me wishes. The my you can't f- take a cut of a leprechaun's pot of gold. Can our wish be our own pot of gold? Did they not teach you that in the hospital that you come from? <laughs> no, they didn't. And I look very grumpy about anyone referring to the solar mines as a hospital. <laughs> he doesn't know why, but I am just like that. Really rub my cheese. That's all I can he do. He's already rewarded us with the knowledge of banana. <laughs> I will take these back to the kingdom. And our people will feast. Surely that's enough. 
I think you should let me go on me way. I'm gonna end up being the death of you. It's really a bad idea. I'm sorry I couldn't be more interesting to you than that. I know we're considered to be magical creatures to you mortal folk, but but really, I, I, a comet fell on me, Ed. Who knows what else is going to fall on me? You should just let me go. I say we just let the little one go on his way. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Uh, good. You're a good-looking lad. Thank but, you very much. I'm going him. to go now. I as, blink out and... as he starts to leave, I am going to fire a double blast of Eldritch Blast into him. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I thought I heard a different accent! Attack rolls. Damn. Oh, it's bad. He was, he was clearly busy when he did it. Uh, it's not good. Uh, one was a natural one, and the other one was a 19. That one was okay. Okay. Um, Reroll the one with advantage. His luck is so bad that you've been granted advantage on that attack. Oh, oh no. Okay, that's going to be a 16 on the reroll. Okay. Perfect. So um, one Eldritch Blast comes out and blasts him for the damage roll. The second one uh, actually appears to reflect off of him magically. And then it strikes back uh, at Stanley. But then it reflects back off of Stanley and back onto him. And he goes, just me luck! Ah! <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm rolling damage? Yeah. Okay. Uh... Uh, first blast is going to be a 15. Oh gosh, dude. And the second blast is going to be a 6. 16 and a 6. Okay. Alright, you shock him. Uh, and let's enter into combat, everybody. So, uh, Varel, attack rolls. Or your advantage roll, please. 17. I actually don't have a token for this guy, so don't laugh. I make no promises. What are you going to use? Whatever you're about to use. Uh, well, it didn't work, so... Oh, please be like it's a just little not, It's actually just not working. Never mind. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> for some reason, it's not dropping onto the map. Oh, let's use this. Has Varel had any uh, chance to respond to the fact that his old pal Diane Talus has reared his head again. Uh, nope, no one said anything. All right. All right. So how much damage did you do? Twenty-two. Uh, yeah. Okay. So as soon as you shock him, did you roll anything different, Varel, for your attack roll or for your initiative roll? I got a seventeen. Okay, perfect. So you're first to act. All right. We're, we're, we're not the. Yeah. Were the blasts of Stanley's sweet? Pinkage, or were they Diantalus covered? They were Diantalus covered. All right, then I'm gonna sock Diantalus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Reckless attack. Oh wow, two threes. All right, sick. All right, so you go to attempt to punch him, and Diantalus just dodges them, you know, gracefully with ease, and it's frustrating. And I imagine you move closer to him. 
Just do that in melee style. Yes. I right, uh, hope it is your turn. Oh, wait, wait. I get a second oh. attack. Ah. That was just my reckless attack. Ah. Oh, wow. Okay. Second punch. This one is a 17. That will hit. Okay, uh, nine points of damage, uh, bludgeoning, and I'll say, get back in your home, worm. Uh, as a reaction to being hit, I'm going to use Misty Escape. And so the attack hits, gets the impact, and Diantalus's body shifts into mist and disappears. Uh, I guess I can just show people where he goes. No, nah, you don't uh, have to. You can make that decision later. Okay, great. As long as it's within range of where you are, it's actually useful that way. Uh, okay. okay, um, Stan, or, yeah, it is now your turn, Stanley. Or should I say, time tell us? You should say. Okay. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> hmm. All right, appear the mist, uh, kind of right behind the leprechaun, and a hand just snatches out of it. I'm going to cast Vampiric Touch on the Leprechaun. Okay. Is that a save, or what's the... Uh, it's an attack roll. I'm guessing it hits. It's an 18 plus 8. Yep, you are hit. That is a hitting. Alright, that uh, is 46 damage, so let me roll that first. Bad luck to kill a leprechaun. Uh, so that is 16 damage to the leprechaun, 16 necrotic damage against him. Okay. And 16, sorry, 16 right what 16 and 16 or just 16 necrotic? Uh 16 necrotic damage to him. And then I heal for half that. Okay, perfect. So that's that's what that's Eight. Half of 16 is eight. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Right back okay. to you. Perfect. All right. And it's not a leprechaun's turn. And the leprechaun, he looks to you and he says, You look like a fucking shite. Uh, oops. You <laughs> 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 look like a shite. Uh, you look like a boar took a shite on your face. And he vicious mockeries you. Say oh, no. 16, please. Uh, that. Oh, wait, against what? <laughs> you have to mark that for editing, Scott. No, oh, I already did. That. I have a little marker thing going. I mean, I actually don't have uh, to. I can leave it in, but whatever. I don't, what don't know what of... it is about the Irish, but it makes me want to swear. Well, I'll tell you, I save no matter what, because uh, I rolled a 15, and all my modifiers for my saves are higher than, than that, unless it was a strength save. So you saved? Yeah. Okay, you saved. And then uh, what the what the coupon the leprechaun does is he turns invisible... But for some reason, the invisibility doesn't work, and you see a large green outline, and you see his body sort of tiptoeing as he thinks he's invisible, and he's walking away, um, provoking an opportunity attack since you can't actually see him. All right, we'll do it. Uh, that is going to be a 15 to hit. Yep. Okay. okay. Damage dice. 10 damage to him. Okay, with the, with the rapier? Yeah, with diplomacy. Okay, you stab him lethally. Where are you hitting him? What does it look like? 
just as he's going to creep away, Diantalus just very coolly walks up behind him and just slides the blade just slowly through his back. Okay, and as you do that, he appears and he goes, uh, Check out me! It's finally time for it to be over! Oh, Jesus, I'm joining you now! And his body begins to glow blue. And he erupts in a cloud of leaves and grass with the large glow. And uh, it's not your turn, but this is definitely consumable for Dientalus. Uh, uh, Nash, it is your turn. Unless you're dropping combat, I don't know if anyone's uh, well, is there to in fight Dientalus. Is there? Oh, um, right. I don't like what he does when he does this either. I yell that thing I yelled before. It's bad luck to kill a leprechaun, you dumbass! And then <laughs> I'm going to reach into my pocket, grab a handful of bat dung, and just throw it at him. <laughs> okay. Attack roll. All right. Is this lethal or non-lethal bat dung? Non-lethal. <laughs> uh, that would be 16. you got to add your strength modifier to your roll. I, I don't have one. I'm zero on strength. Wait, it's not a... Th- it's a thrown weapon, so strength modifier. No, do your dex. Sorry, do your dex. Okay. Uh, hold on. Where's my dexterity? And let me check. Oh, I don't have a modifier for dexterity either. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Can right, I what, do constitution or intelligence or maybe charisma? No. What, okay. What's what's the roll though? Sixteen. Sixteen. Is that a hit, uh, Stanley? Uh, so it's a direct hit. Uh, it's just against my armor class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. It, I'm, it is 16. You so take hits. one point of bat guano damage as it is <laughs> really hard with it, and now it's like in your ear and eyes and eyebrows, ah. and you get whipped with it. Uh, back to your turn, Varel, I believe. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, I, I'm going to break combat, but I'm pointing at okay. him and, and yelling, Have your snack and be gone, beast. You are not welcome here. And uh, if that's the break in combat, Diantalus is going to just sneer and walk over and begin absorbing the energy from the little leprechaun. Okay, and as that happened, everyone noticed that uh, there was a small glint of metal from the cloud that erupted, and a sort of a coin flipped up into the air and landed on the grass uh, beneath it. Diantalus is beginning to consume it, and I imagine you bring your hands out like it's a big bowl of soup, and you're like... Sipping from the cloud of blue leaves and grass and taking it into your body. Freaking Dientalus. Alright. Uh, once it's consumed, um, Dientalus, I don't think, cares about the coin. He's just gonna satisfied walk away. Alright. And that's the end of poor Coop and the Leprechaun. Damn it. As you've killed him and consumed his body. Where where are you walking away to? Over by you. Oh just but... away. <laughs> really? You're gonna walk toward him? Alright. It's been a bit of a time for El. Thank you for letting me indulge on a little snack. 
We have a saying in the lizard folk. You are what you consume. And I expect nothing but bad luck in your future, foul spirit. We shall see. So far, things have gone very much in my favor. It's been a long time since we all caught up. How are you all doing? Doing great. <laughs> now go back to where you came from, you piece of shit. I'm just going to be picking up the coin and looking at it. Okay, you uh, pick up the coin and you feel... You feel like uh, bold. Like taking on a new enterprise might... There's a good chance of turning out quite well, so long as you have a positive attitude towards it and believe that the fates are on your side. Gives you a good feeling. Wait, I think this is a magic I'm... coin. I'll just hold it up. You were saying? I don't think well, they care. I'll I think just, they're busy I'll arguing. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to add uh, an item to your inventory, Hope. I'll, well, if you go into Manage Equipment and you can add, if you type in coin, you'll see there's coupons, lucky coin. His name is Coupon? <laughs> coupon. Yeah, I thought it was Coupon. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's spelled Coupon. That's great. <laughs> Coupon's lucky coin. And the text says, The Coupon the unlucky leprechaun has perished, but where his body once stood amidst the explosion of leaves and grass, a material piece of his soul manifested into the world. Um, the lucky coin has one luck charge. Whenever you make an attack roll, an ability check, or saving throw, you can spend the luck point to roll an additional d20. And you can choose to roll them even after the uh, first dice is rolled. You don't have to do it ahead of time, but you have to take uh, the new... You can choose which of the two results you take. Okay. And it'll recharge, I believe, on the long rest. Cool. That's nice. Yeah, well done. Luck's a powerful thing. You're so eager to get rid of me, Nash. I don't know why. It's been ages. How's the lady? How's the child? Stay away from both. You rancid pile of, I almost said a horrible word for the podcast. I would have had to have edited it out. Tourette's Seven level three. stuff. Woo! Diane Talis. Do your depravities go so deep as to feast upon a newborn babe? Of magical intent. I have no interest in the child yet. Keep in mind, I intend to keep my word to you. No harm to any of you. I don't think Stanley would allow it. Then pledge here that that babe is a part of Nash's flesh, and it'll be free and safe. Very well. I give you my word that as far as our deal goes, it extends to Nash's unborn child and his... Is it wife, Nash, or is this uh, outside of wedlock? Those conditions no longer matter. <laughs> One's devotion doesn't need to be tied to a marriage vow anymore, not in these days. Are you questioning my commitment? My red eyes just going... Just fr frying like an egg in the sun. You did seem awfully quick to leave when it was time to go. 
Not in a big hurry to say goodbye, no kisses on the cheek or anything. We have a strong relationship where that stuff doesn't have to happen all the time. I'm sure you sound so certain. She's a strong woman with her own independence. She doesn't need me to tell her what to do or to even let her know where I'm going. <laughs> of course, Nash. I wouldn't even begin to hint the opposite. Varel, I'm going to kill him. You're going to either have to hold me back or help me. <laughs> Look at Nash. Just, with, with the tired <laughs> eyes, be like, it's still Stanley. It doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like Stanley. If Stanley were here, he would come out now and stop this atrocity from walking around in our midst. Dian Talus, you must be sleepy from your meal. We have things to do. Give us back Stanley. Oh, it's late at night. I'm sure you'll sleep eventually and get Stanley back all fresh and nice and ready for the... There's no and time he just for kinda, this. He just kind of shakes a little and then his eyes go wide and Stanley's back. Oh, God. You gotta keep Dr. Hyde in check. I thought I had. It's been months. I haven't seen him in months. I've even been working on ways to keep him at bay. Hmm. I didn't know he could do that. I swear I didn't. He's never been able to do that before. Is it something to do with this place? Is it something to do with the the bad luck of the Irish. <laughs> you know, the bad luck, the of, the bad luck of the Irish. <laughs> I don't know, Nash. It's never been like that before. I've been working with the people at the church. They've even found ways to help me sleep without going into a, a deep enough rest to allow him to take over. I didn't think he had a way of doing it. Uh, we don't blame you, but I don't know that I can stand another visit from him. When the snacks are too tantalizing, he will reappear. We must be cautious. That could very well be. I, I didn't notice it at first, but there was something that changed as soon as we got around the, the leprechaun. It, I just thought I was tired, I thought, you know, we've been through a lot today, and I ignored it, but whatever this is, I, I didn't know he could do it. As you say, overly cautious, Pharrell, um, who's got the... Hope has the thing. Now, um, you actually uh, believe that you hear a strange noise coming from outside the crater. Chains clinking together. Who does? Pharrell. Okay. Now, I'll hold up a hand to stop the conversation and get a little low and start scurrying over to the edge. Okay, and as you start skirting over to... Which edge, sorry? Can you move your... The, the direction I hear it, I assume it's coming from the tracks area, so I'm heading... It's coming from the northern side. I've had northern side. Okay, so you push aside the deep, thicker underbrush, the banana trees. 
You don't hear it. It's stopped. It, it happened as suddenly as it did end, and it gave you the impression that a noise was made and then cut short. It's the high-frequency sort of kinko. You said kinko? Like kink, kink. Okay. <laughs> did you say crinkle? <laughs> I'd find, because if you did... I got something to tell you. Yeah. Oh, phew. Good thing it wasn't crinkle, because I was about to go off. No, I just didn't know what you said. I would like to climb the dune and look over the edge. As you make your way to the base of the edge, a figure appears at the top. Humanoid. Sorry, I will put it on the thing. It's difficult to see in the darkness, uh, but the light shines upon it. You see... A familiar-looking goblin form, but large and man-like. Seven feet tall. Familiar? Oh. It's a bugbear. I will speak to him in goblin. Okay, and as you do that, other bugbears appear to have climbed over the lip, and the entire circle appears to be surrounded. Gobbear! This oasis, my claim, mighty Vorel. <laughs> this hold already claim by the Worm Father. Ho, ho, ho! I laugh harder than he. <laughs> <laughs> you abandoned your claim, and I do protest. No abandoned claim. Decimatorus, smart hunter. You are in a trap, little lizard. Sniff greatly, for you, for you will find my scent on all bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers, collect our flesh. Bring it to be intact. And then all from around the lip, the, there's a big as the eight or so, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, the eight bugbears all surrounding begin to send again. And then you hear, wait. And from the left side, Varel, a large robed figure, human with a bald head, but large hair on either side. These ones are in a trap. Please allow my pet to make meat of them. And then the bugbear looks to you and says, Yes, pet, pet, pet. And you hear a, as a large winged lizard-like creature flies up above and circles uh, above you. Entertaining. We will see how you handle our worm father's pet. I have my own pets. Three of them. What's your, what are your three pets? I, I, I hold it aloft my arms <laughs> and, and expect my companions to jump forth from the bushes. Oh, oh yeah. staring at this dragon. Getting, uh, trying to figure out what bullets to load in her gun. Looks like a dragon, but it's quite small. Oh. Uh, uh, small would, like you, how you small? Would... Like how? Because here it looks kind of biggish, no? It's, yeah, it's... It's big for human size, but it's definitely... I mean, it's not a dragon. Okay. 
Sorry, I shouldn't say that. You guys don't wouldn't know, but the pet circles around and he's in the air in the night, and then just dives down uh, straight at you, Hope. Uh, roll for initiative. Oh my lord. Oh wait, Let's we don't do, have to roll. We're gonna do yep. rolls. Let's go around. We're gonna oh, do. Oh, okay. Oh, we are. Okay. Do the full regular old rolls. Twenty-one. Yeah, that's so bad. Uh, nine. Nine for me as well. Uh, Eleven mm. for me. Nine for Varel. Nine for Stanley. Eleven for Nash and for you, Hope. Twenty-one. Jeez, nice roll. Okay, perfect. So we're just gonna make sure to add in one else. All right, so I'm gonna roll for this guy. Seventeen plus zero. Okay, so seventeen for that one. Okie dokie. Hope you are up first. Okay. Um, I guess for the first order of business for my movement, I'm going to try and run out of the way. Like a little somersault out of the way of this thing diving toward me. Okay, so it's diving towards you. That means you'd have to ready an action. Like you mm. can move or you and move somewhere. Oh, ready oh. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. all right. Um, so what I'll do is I'll move behind some brush, the closest bit of tree brush I can find, and then yeah. I'll go ahead and summon explosive shells and load those into Scully. Okay. Perfect. And then with those in, I'll go ahead and take my two attacks at the beast. It's a large winged lizard beast flying directly down towards you. You load up your guns, take your two shots. All right, and the first one's a natural 20. Oh my. And this is an explosive shell? Yes, okay. this is an explosive shell. So you just roll weapon damage this time around. So 16 damage. Okay. Not doubled, right? I roll again, right? You roll double that dice, yeah. Add modifier once. Okay. So so let me recalculate this then. So 29 damage. Mm-hmm. And okay, then perfect. at the start of the creature's next combat round, they make a 13 constitution save. Gotcha. I'll make a note of that. Save. And the damage will be based on if it saves or not. Right. Okay, perfect. So he's taking 20, you said 26? 29. 29. Oof, that's a lot. 10, 20. Okay, perfect. Cool. And this... to... Yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Sorry. Okay, cool. The second shot is going to be a 17. Okay, perfect. Uh, roll your damage dice again. This is an explosive shot as well? Yes. There we are. So 13 damage for this one. 
Perfect. 13 damage. All right. So it's an additional 13. So you, you reach up, take two shots, bam, 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 and the bullets sink in. Uh, and you know they've hit their mark. It just remains to be seen. Do I, do I make the save now or at the time it explodes? It says on the start of the creature's next combat round. Okay, when it explodes. Perfect. Okay. Excellent. So those are your two attacks. Mm-hmm. Anything else you'd like to do with your turn? Uh, I think that's... That'll be it. Yeah, because I moved. I've got some brush in my way, and then I can just if I get okay. caught. That's cool. So you stare down. You stare down the large uh, dragon-like creature as it flies in the air and makes its dive towards you. You fire once, hitting it in the neck, and once hitting the thing, it goes as it floats down. Um, this one. Ooh, why is that there? I thought I rolled for this guy. I think it was. There. All right, so it dives down towards you, and um, its turn is next, so you'll be finding out what happens. It comes down and opens its mouth wide, and a large tongue comes out. And you notice its tail is strange, almost like a scorpion. It also poises its tail up, and it's approaching you in a rapid descent in order to try and bite you, but then its tail also swings out and tries to uh, grab you. So, And surprisingly, the stinger attempts first to poke you. Uh, so 18 <coughs> that'll hit that'll hit alright it does 4 8 piercing damage to you okay okay and as it sinks in it sinks into your side the stinger releases some sort of liquid that you can feel inside of your body and it burns immediately it needs you to make a DC 15 constitution saving throw All right, cool. It looks like I got a 19. Okay, so you feel you feel a burning in that as the stinger comes out, but it doesn't... Uh, you know, you do feel the burning as poison enters into your bloodstream and causes this massive ache on your right side. Uh, you take... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... So it's halved, so you take 12 points of poison damage. Cool. And then it attempts to bite you. Right where it's, basically right where it's stung you. Uh, and that's 21 to hit. Well, that'll hit. Uh, 12 points of piercing damage as it flies down and bites down on, onto you and it's, the teeth sink into your shoulder and into the front of your chest as it's like, Rah! <laughs> It bites down intensely. And that's now flapping its wings in front of you, biting you and flailing in your direction. Nash, it is your turn. Uh, I will immediately do this. Hold on. Wait for it. <laughs> I'm in full dragon mode. All right. You are now a dragon. Yep. And does that count as my action? Uh, or I can remember. I turn and then uh, I have to look it up. It says here, yeah, uh, the host uh, once for long rest, you, assume, you can use your action to magically assume your dragon form. It uses your action. Damn it. But I have movement still. You have movement and bonus action that you can take. I am going to fly. Is he still in the air? Is he down on top of her? Like, is he grounded? Uh, he's flapping. He's in the air, but he's right in front of her. All right. Like low to the ground, biting, biting her. I'm gonna fly right there, facing it. Okay. 
with a big dumb Perfect. dragon grin because I'm about to make his day real bad. Okay. And I go, can I talk when I'm dragon form? You certainly can. Only in draconic or can I do You can common? speak any language you want. You just sound like a magical dragon instead of like normal Nash. I'll say, hang in there, hope! <laughs> and that's my turn. Perfect. Uh, so um, the next turn is for Varel. Excellent. Uh, there's this uh, wizardy looking guy who showed up with some authority. Mm-hmm. He's 25 feet away. Is this whole slope difficult terrain? It would be difficult terrain to run along it, yes. Okay. Could I do one of the? Eh, that's a little silly. That's not difficult terrain. No. Yeah, where like I run through the non-difficult terrain part and then up the slope at just the 10-foot yeah, mark. Yeah, if you run or... along the slope, it'll be difficult. But if you run through flat ground and then run up the slope, you're, you know, you use less difficult terrain. Less feet of movement on difficult terrain. Sweet. All right, so I will propel myself down the hill, back through the brush, 15 feet of movement, and then up the 10, but 20 feet, leaving me with 5 feet of movement left, but I can totally pull it off, Perfect. to get in melee with the wizard man. Okay, you get into melee with the wizard man. All right, and I will enter my rage. All right. And as I do, you know, come you know, flaming, running towards him, little streaks of flame thrown off my shoulders and get in his face and do the pop. For the three points of storm aura damage to him immediately okay. as I enter my rage. Perfect. Three points of damage. Okay. And then I will attack him recklessly. Ooh. Uh, 26 on the first attack. All right. So hit. Storm. And then second attack is a one. <laughs> okay. It's a one. <laughs> Alright, so, well, the first attack hits, so roll your damage dice. Alright, first attack. Dealing. Eight points of Ma Storm damage. Okay, perfect. Uh, and so that happens, you can now use your bonus action to sink in the blade, if you wish. Bonus action was the uh, rage. Rage. Along so with the pop oh, that yeah, came with it. Okay, perfect. And so you, you've done a total of 11 for the turn so far, as you slice at him and it cuts him. And then as you go to make your second swing, your purchase on the slanted thing, because you're slightly down from him, even though you're taller, a uh, piece of the ground becomes loose. You fall prone and slide all the way down the hill prone. Oh Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it's like, I'll take it. <laughs> so you're, you're now prone on the ground. The sword slid down with you. And one of the bugbears is like, <laughs> on your way down. And um, I don't know if you have enough movement left to get up or not. It sounded like you had five feet left. I have five feet, yeah. It's half half your movement to get up, so it would be 20. Yeah, so you're stuck prone on the ground right now. All right. Still okay. hit his boss. Um, and let it be noted that that was the one that didn't hit Stanley. Yep. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Trying to get out ahead before Stanley somehow complains about it. Is that what that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. I like when other people's ones don't hit me. That's that's a uh, that's a plus. All right, Stanley, it's your turn. All right, uh, I will move uh, closer to this winged creature, but still keeping about ten feet of distance between mm -hmm. me and it. Um, and I am going to. Uh, I'm going to attack it with Booming Blade. Okay. And so that is, I basically pull Diplomacy out, 
and I thrust it forward, and it creates a, uh, a shaft of energy that flies towards it with a thunderous boom. Uh, we'll see if it hits. That's a 19 to hit. I'm sorry, it's 18 a, to hit. That's a hit. Um, okay, so it does. Sorry, it's the first time I'm using it, so let me What's just kind of walk through it here. Balancing boom? Booming blade. Booming blade. Oh, so it's a spell named after 47 Carnage. That's right. Be pissed. <laughs> Boom. Uh, so the initial blast as the strike goes out through it does uh, regular piercing damage like diplomacy normally would. That's going to be a 12 uh, piercing damage to it. Okay. Um, but then there is a, a thunderous boom of thunder damage that follows, and that's going to be three thunder damage that follows. With an additional rule, uh, if that creature moves at all uh, from that space, a second D8 of damage, of thunder damage, will hit him. If he moves, he takes a D8. If he moves. How, yeah. how long does it last? Just the one? Just the, the round. Okay. Yeah, just the round. Okay, and then. So total damage, please? Shoot, man. How is it keeping track? And then I put it all away. Uh, that was a. I rolled an 8 and a 3. So that was a. That was 12 piercing, and that was 3 thunder. Best of my memory. Okay, perfect. And then, uh, let's see. I just need to see how far away I am from hope. Okay, she's within range. And then as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word at uh, second level on her. Mm -hmm. And that is going to be 12 hit points returned to you. Oh, nice. And he goes... <laughs> <laughs> you really want Healing Word it. to be a kiss. <laughs> okay, I put it on my side. I, just, I like the idea that you can say a word and somehow their wounds are sewn up. I'm just like, what does that look like? Uh, that'll be my turn. All right. Um, perfect. So uh, the bugbears kind of laugh. They go, Aah! and one of them takes a bone out of his pants, and he's just like, ah! he starts slapping his own head with it. The other one has like a opens like a, <laughs> looks like a thermos, and he unscrews it. He's like, glug, 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 ah! Ah! and then um, after that, so they use their turn cheering. After that, the larger of the bugbears who are more serious, the one of the ones that Vorel said, "You, I didn't, I did not know." And it seems like he commands the other one to get down into the pit instead of cheering, is even though you don't understand the words. But unfortunately, the turn orders in such a way that they were stuck cheering this round, uh, so they don't <laughs> rush in yet. Um, the mage in front of you, while you're on the ground, looks at you and <laughs> lights up both of his hands in large flames. <laughs> shoot out from them and then he goes and shoots two laser lights of flaming fire bolts at you Varel. Alright. And one is a 20, the other is a 3. So one misses and hits the ground. The other one is hits you. Is it a you. disadvantage because he's ranged and prone? Uh, I didn't roll with disadvantage. Why would it be prone would be with advantage, wouldn't it? Not for ranged, it's the other way around. Melee uh, is advantage on prone, but ranged is at disadvantage prone. It would break even because you have advantage a, on it, my it is a range, attack. It is a ranged spell attack. 
Oh, I would get advantage from your right. So it would cancel out. The, oh, if, okay. if he yeah. So I had so, it the right way, but the yes. wrong understanding of how to get there. But good call, John. Um, so I'm just check be... him for the day where I lay on my belly to avoid the arrows or bullets. <laughs> no, you're you're right. You're right, actually. Um, so twenty three points of damage. Uh, it's so much because it's a crit. As the firebolt hits you right in the back, and it but just... I am resistant to fire. So you are. So half it. Thanks to Storm Spirit. So 23 would be... Rounded 12? down, I believe. So 23 would be... Uh, 23... Half of 23. Oh, good God. Would we do 12 or 11? <laughs> it's 11.5. Okay. So it would be rounded down to 11. Okay. It is okay. done. Perfect. And then he, after shooting the firebolts at you, he, he looks to the, the the larger bugbear on his left, and he goes, make sure they do not make make it out alive. And then he turns around and opens up a portal and closes it and disappears. Piece of shit. Got two reactions. He's a sorcerer, though. What, Here, a, what a penis. <laughs> <laughs> Hope it is your turn. Hold on, can I ask something for Hope real quick? Sorry, uh, the DM question. Doesn't she have some constitution feature or something that makes her resistant to poison? Yes. Okay, so you know about it. The you, chat room's you asking. Taken, the you taken, yeah, I have the damage. Okay. Did you you have it again? Because it was halved from the save and then halved from your feature. Yeah. So oh, you, you went, did do that. You okay. went half yeah. and then half of that half, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. They may have seen weird numbers because I typed in the half that Bo gave me first and then the half of that. It's cool, cool, infernal cool. constitution well, feat. It is your turn again. Okay, so this thing has not grappled, but it's got me in its jaws kind of a thing. Yep. All right, so I'm what I'm going to try to do this turn, uh, I'll see, look over and see Nash as a dragon, and my goal is going to be to get away from this thing. So I'll see if I can wrench my shoulder... Actually, I have to stop you there. You rolled a crit, right? Yes. Laughter? So you have a special feature on Fox and Scully. We didn't even establish which one it was that you used. To get I crit put on. it into Scully, but I forgot to read it before going into it. I have to use it when I get the crit. Uh, okay, so Scully is you, Scully is True Strike, right? Yes. It's the Skeptic Mind one. Okay, so that means you get advantage somehow. Sorry, it's just useful to know if you're going to attack anything, right? Totally, um, totally. So, cautious skepticism. Da, 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 da. Uh, you cast, but it ends okay. with the opportunity to cast the instances of the spell is lost when the wielder's turn ends. Oh, so, okay, we didn't cast it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. All right. so it was totally Let's remember that bad. for next time. All right, continue. Sorry. All right, cool. So, what I'll do is try and uh, disengage by wrenching my shoulder free and then okay. taking off in the opposite direction of where Nash is. Okay, so disengage uses your action, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so that means you don't provoke an opportunity deck. So it is used, and you can now move. All right, cool. So I will take off, uh, like I said, away from Nash and still try and stay in the trees to kind of give myself cover in the okay. underbrush. And also give me distance because those bullets are going to pop. Ah, very good. Pop them like they're hot. Okay. Perfect. And that's uh, so that's turn. all right. So now it's the uh, the creature's turn, and it isn't able. As you try to get away, it swats at you with its stinger and its arms, and it isn't able to to hit you because you've disengaged from it. 
and then the ammunition from the explosive shells uh, may explode. Makes a there's two shells, so we'll be making two. Oh, that's not a save. And that is a save. He saves on one, which is half the amount. So it's can you roll three d eight for the first one, please? Yes, the first one it looks like is going to be eleven. Okay, and the second one, please. And the second one is going to be 14. Oh, wow. Um, so he saved the second one, so it's half, so it's seven. Um, so 40, and then, yeah, okay. Perfect. So you see, uh, as, as Hope disengages from it, you see exploding. is like the bullets inside the, the dragon-like creature explode out. Sending flesh everywhere and sending a flash of explosion in the vicinity. It, this is, has an AOE effect, doesn't it? Yes. If the target dies, the shell explodes into All pieces. creatures within five feet of the creature takes 3D damage. damage. If it explodes. If it dies. Yes. Okay, so it's like corpse explosion, so Nash isn't going to get hit with it. Basically. No, better not. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> I, I better not. I didn't even roll a one. I went, I, so, I, so the AOE explosion only happens if the thing you um, hit dies, and in this case, it didn't die, so no AOE. It's like a corpse explosion, basically. Um, okay. Uh, anything else for? Oh no, it's it's its turn. So um, you've run away, and it can't get you, but it's noticed na- a large dragon coming to attack him, and be all in its face so and I'm just reloading the uh, roll 20 because I logged out by accident no worries one of my uh, favorite so- things about D&D Day is how Scott adopts some of Nash's personality when he plays <laughs> <laughs> it's hard not to it's hard to not have him cross so it over so the creature returns to you uh, Nash in your dragon form and it attempts to sting you it brings its tail up and it has this large stinger on it and it flies out and attempts to sting your neck um, does 18 hit you? Uh, is this just regular? What am I? What's what's it, constitution save? I just need to know your armor class. Oh, armor class. As a, as, a, as a young black dragon. No, 18. Oh, wow. You've got a lot of hit points yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you'll be able to take this. Uh, so I rolled. Oh, I had 17? Yeah. No, yeah. I had 18. Oh, you did? 11 plus 7 is 18. So it is a hit. Damn it. Um, so 5 plus. Uh, so you're going to take nine piercing damage. All right, I'm going to make a. Okay. I'm going to do this separate. And then I'll need you to roll a DC 15 Constitution save, please. Okay. Ooh. 18 plus. Hold on. Forget what his stuff is. I have to go to the other tab. Constitution says plus three. Uh, sorry, your constitution as a young black dragon is plus three. It's 17. At 17, sorry. Yes. So your save would probably be just plus three. So I'm, can you tell me that damage? Oh, no, I took it for... says here. Um, you, sorry, the save is constitution. You have plus six to your saving throw as a young black dragon. Okay. Plus six. It says it on the stat block. Oh, weird. It's not it. part of the sheet thing I'm looking at. I guess as long as you know that. Uh, well, I'll send you the link. This is the link to young... Black I have Lung Black Dragon. Maybe something changed. I mean, I'm looking at it. It just says plus three, but maybe I'm dumb. No, no. Underneath it, it says saving throws because you add additional modifiers to saving oh, throws. Oh, there it is. There it is. Your, Con plus six. You're right. Modifier. You're right. Black Dragon. Oh, jeez. 
<laughs> That's how we pronounce it. I didn't know these had text reader things. I clicked it by accident. Yeah, yeah, they do. That's awesome. Black Dragon. All right. Ooh, she's into it. <laughs> Black Dragon. Black Dragon. Yeah, you can do that with all of them on D&D Beyond. It's pretty cool, actually. That's awesome. Just find a weird monster that has a weird pile of consonants in it. Like, a, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I want to find a weird one. This is for fun here. Hold on. How about, uh, let's do, here's one. Okay, here's a weird name. It's the, I wouldn't even know how to say it. Arakokra. There you go. The Arakokra. Oh, Arakokra. Oh, yeah, they're in that video game I like. Anyway. Uh, I'm now back to Young Black Dragon. I could play their things all day, but you that's know a what? Good Marvel movie. I was gonna say props to D and D Beyond for having people read them with gusto. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it could be just like Dictionary.com where they go, "Young Black Dragon." Like who cares? Give it some meat, and that lady gave it some meat. Black Dragon. Yeah, dude. You like say, "What are those off the off to the northern hills?" Black Dragon. Quick, men, to your horses! Let you know, like you can hear it <laughs> happen. <laughs> I mean, we should work this into our campaign. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you tell me if it was eight damage? I'm sorry. Eight piercing? I needed a saving throw. Oh, please. sorry. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Forgot the where we were. We wanted. All right. So that's, uh, oh, I need to, th- I need to roll. What do you tell you? Okay. Roll to... plus six. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Natural 20 yeah! plus six, 26. All right. So you took nine piercing damage. And the stinger entered you, and you save so effectively that you can feel the poison enter into your dragon form, and then your constitution prevented it from entering into your bloodstream and pushed it back in. In fact, your blood is now pumping into its stinger, and it doesn't affect you. Sweet. Then in frustration, it swipes out at you with its claws uh, and misses. Sweet. Uh, and that, that's its turn. Uh, was there anything else it was supposed to do? If it moved, it took thunder damage, right? So it hasn't yeah, moved. Yeah, but it didn't because move. Because he's fighting. Oh, no, you know what? Yeah, he actually has to move to do these melee things. So he'll do the thunder damage. Okay. I don't, I don't know if this is an appropriate melee position for... It's... It, yeah, it's... I think it's, it... Actually, it, I think it is. I think it is. No, don't roll it. I think that's okay. fine, actually. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Nash, it is your turn. Oh, it is my turn. Okay. Um, I'm going to do I love this move here uh, we're going to do a multi-attack so mm-hmm. I make three attacks one with its bite two with my claws okay um, these are physical attacks and you can also choose acid breath as part of that you... oh I can have it no really what? no it says it makes the dragon makes three attacks one with its bite two with its claws yeah I don't think it I think acid breath is separate Hmm. Um, I don't want to use that yet, though. Okay, I agree. I agree uh, with your interpretation. Um, all right, so let's do. I mean, unless you unless you want to override it and tell me that I can. No, I think you're right. I, I think if I was playing this monster, I would either do the all the attacks or do the acid breath. Right. That's kind of me. Acid breath does a ton of damage now. All right. Uh, so let's start with bite. These are all separate rolls. Yeah. Um. Oh, by the way, if you want to see what you look like now that you're a, a better dragon. For everyone's benefit. Oh yeah, I do actually. Is this something you're linking oh, somewhere? I'll, I'll put it on the Slack. Well, it's on the page there, but you're putting on this. Well, you can do Slack, I guess. I just don't have Slack open. Sorry, I'm just. I gotta save the image. It'll be a second. You go That's ahead and fine. do your thing. Uh, that'd be 18 to hit. Uh, it's a hit. It is a hit. Yes. Cool. 
All right. <laughs> I have turrets. It's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. It's a hit. Um, okay, we're going to do... Oh, there is some acid added in the in the bite. So that might be what you were thinking about because it does piercing damage plus 1d8 of acid damage. So it's included. It's not... The acid breath isn't one of the attacks. You just get acid damage. No, I thought, I thought it was... It's fine. I thought something different. It it's all good. Correct. So you did I. Use, you could use weave any combination of the attacks together. All right. But you cannot. So we're going to do... Oh, sorry. So what 2D. was your roll for hit? Uh, it was 18. You hit. Yeah. Okay. So roll your 2d10 plus 4 piercing. Is that 4 per 2d... Uh, four, four, <laughs> 4 per <laughs> die or 4 on top of the 2 no, dies? Your modifier is added once. Okay, two 10-sided okay. dice right. and then 4 damage. Got it. All right. So we are looking at... 10 total. Okay. With the modifier. Ten, and ten piercing. Yeah. Piercing damage is 1d8. One. You already did the piercing. Now we need to know what the acid damage is. Which Sorry. Is that's the 1d8. And that will be 4. Okay. So 10 and 4. Yeah. Right? Yep. 14. Okay. So that was one attack of your three attacks. Correct. Attack number two is a claw. Yeah. Um,. One with its bite and two with its claws. All right, let's make sure I'm doing this right. It's been yeah. a little bit. All right, so this is going to be the hit roll. Ooh, 16 plus 7. What is that? Uh, 23. 23. 23. All right, that's a hit. All right. 2d6 and plus 4 for your slashing. Yep. 2d6 plus 4. So that is... Ugh. Five plus four, so so nine. Yep, nine total. All right, roll your next one. And then the next one. Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> Three attacks is a lot. Seven. A lot, a lot of rolls and math. Seven plus five. What's wrong with my brain? Guys, I don't want to be a dragon. Ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve, twelve. <laughs> twelve to hit. <laughs> Too much. Twelve, twelve to hit on the last yeah. one. Yeah, it is a miss. Damn it. All right. All right. So you bite once, arr, and you swipe out savagely twice, hitting once, the other one missing. Uh, doing a lot of damage to it, though, and you overtake it. Uh, between the explosions in its flesh and you swiping out at it, it is approaching death quite rapidly. You see it growing tired okay. as it lands on the ground, now fatigued from flying. Good, he's a huge dick. He's a huge dick. All right, dick. Varel, it is your turn. All right. I will stand for 10, you said, or 20? Half your movement. All right. I will do that. Which leaves me with 10 to get up in this guy's face right here. Yeah, perfect. So, so I stand up. Uh, is it an action of any kind to engage my shield? Uh, no, it's free. It's okay. free. So okay. I'll light that sucker up and I will charge him. All right, your big fire shield appears as you charge up the hill. All right, I'm going to give him a moth storm for... 20, not natural. Okay. Per oh, okay, not natural. Roll your damage dice. Cool. And then I will go ahead and do the second attack just to see if I... Yeah, let's see if it hits. Yeah. Uh, a 21. All right, it's two hits. Eight. Nine. So we're at 17. 23 points of slashing damage from Moss Storm. Okay, 23 points. And anything else? And then a poof for three points of damage. Perfect. We're going to say that kills him. Sweet. 
So describe, so you just run up the hill, charge at him, and this guy's got like, he's the guy with the bone, he's hitting his head, and he's like, ah, he's just cheering it on, and then as you get up and rush up the hill in one fluid motion, he goes, throws the bone aside, like, and then you just shrink, shrink, and you slice two deep cuts into him, and then he looks down, and his guts and entrails just sort of fall open. Yeah. And then you flame burst, and ex- yeah. you explode, you explode him. And he falls back down the side of the, on the back side of the crater, and his guts, like his entrails, his intestines, just fly everywhere in a big splash of blood, and he's just insta killed from one round of attack from you. Yes, perfect, nice. exactly what I wanted. All right, uh, <laughs> I think it's Stanley's turn now. All right, I'm gonna do a repeat of last round. We're gonna attack him with booming blade. Uh, that is going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. That's uh, a hit. Uh, that is going to be 10 piercing damage and sure 4 thunder damage. All right. You've killed it. Describe how you do it. Woo. All right. So uh, Stanley once again gets back in the ready position and lightning crackles around diplomacy and he thrusts it forward and you see the air kind of twist and turn and you just hear a loud boom and a lance of energy flies through the dragon or the creature whatever it is goes through it and the creature starts to reel and fall and then just a massive explosive boom and it ruptures from the inside and falls to the earth excellent perfect love it Uh, and it falls to the earth hits the ground in front of a great dragon Nash who looks down at it and uh, the the bugbears look up one and they go, oh! And they go, ah! And they all start running down the uh, crater hill towards everyone. We'll find out who survives next week. Yeah! Um, there will be dungeon. <laughs> awesome. We finally get to fight bugbears. I don't know why. That's classic. just always been this thing. Yeah, they're classic. They're like the old school, man. That was great. Ah, great as always, everybody. Good stuff. If you enjoyed today's uh, show, well, then buy gum. Get your arse back here next week because we got more to do. Sorry for all the sorry for the f bombs, everyone. Nah, it was only one. Ah, it's great. And it was Irish. It's fine. I liked it. Yeah, it was yeah. two. So is it an f bomb if I put an e instead of a u in it, like the Irish? Oh, thing? that doesn't count. We don't count. That. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's okay, why you can, one. you can go watch that Brad Pitt movie. Um, is it called the Snatch? One? Snatch. Yeah, and he's never offensive because it's all Irish swear. It's different. It's a different kind of swear. Yeah, it's different. Uh, awesome. That was awesome, as always. Thank you all for listening, for watching, for being here. Uh, however it is that you're consuming us today, we appreciate it. Don't forget, sign up and be a pod person over on our uh, sign-up thing. It's easy to get, uh, get in there and do it. <laughs> My words are all wrong today. There will be Dungeons.com. Our membership com. program. Our membership program. There it is. The That's the one. Uh, the one I talked about at the top of the show. Go over there. Check it out. There will be Dungeons.com. Find a level that's right for you, and we will send you cool stuff. Uh, And also, just a side reminder, don't forget to get those free prints. They're also on the store. When you're there, you can't miss them. They are 100% free, zero strings attached. We do it every year, and it's just to give back to the community, and you guys are certainly part of that. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Our website, again, is therewillbedungeons.com. Send us your emails, send us your thoughts, your comments, whatever. We'll be happy to read them next week. It's going to do it for us, for me. For Kristen, for Kyle, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. You look like a fucking shite. Uh, oops. What a penis.